0: Yo, call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody. Let them know that Rodian Radio is live up in this biatch.
1: You got it like the Rodian Radio.
0: Yeah,
2: Dr. is in full effect, and I gotta tell y'all a little something.
1: Eazy-E
3: is down with us. MC Ring, you know he's down with us. DJ Yala is down with us. Arabian Prince, you know he's down with us. Tony A the Wizard is down with us JJ Fag is down with us Timmy T, you know he's down with us DJ Poo, boy, he's down with us
2: Toddy B and Spade, they're down with us My boy Ice Cube, you know he's down with us I like
3: to mention, so pay attention to where I'm from Compton, but the taste are from the Rhodium My name is Dre, listen while I play And by the way, I'm also down with NWA Yo, Steve at the Rhodium is down with us
1: Slangin
0: funky tapes, it is a must With number one Welcome everybody to Rhodium Radio episode 88 I am your host, Tony A, the Wizard And I got a, a few announcements before I introduce my special guest Uh our shop is open again, so go to documixery.com and you can get your Rodion mixtape classic apparel. Uh, we got, the, we have a voice shirt. So we got the Rodion mixtape shirts. Your favorite mixtape, you know, on uh, uh, documixery.com. Uh, we haven't gotten the Blu-rays yet, but that will be coming. Hopefully, either by Friday or by Monday, we should have the Blu-rays of the Rhodium mixtape. Documixery. This is a documentary that me and my boy John put together. Uh, to honor steviano may you rest in peace and i like to call this documentary the prequel to straight out of compton so for those of you that want to know a little bit more about history be looking out for the blu-ray or you can view it uh uh, unlimited streaming at documentary.com but before i introduce once again my guest i have to give somebody an amazing shout out for this amazing work his name is rick Customs, and I'm going to try to put it on the table, and hopefully you guys can see it, and uh, I know you guys can't see me, but here I am, and here's what he did, this is a hat rack, and if you guys want to get with him, hit him up on Instagram, Rick's Customs, Rick's Customs, and he's a Cowboys fan, okay, I'm a Cowboys fan, so Rick's Customs, thank you, this guy drove all the way from Oxnard and delivered one for me, John Elkins, and DG Daniel Media Clips. So thank you very much. And it has the docu-mixery and it's got the, the mixtapes, road in radio, Tony Vision, all that good stuff. So it got me a dope head rack. So once again, Rick Customs, thank you very much. Uh, other than that, we're gonna go ahead and jump right into it. So without further ado, please allow me to introduce my special guest. Havoc from South Central Cartel. How you doing, my brother? What's going on, man? You good? good you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I see you got your second beer. Hope you get a little buzz. <laughs> Hope you loosen up. And we talk a lot. All right. All right. So you know what? I know we are in the middle of the week, uh, Wednesday. But if we could backtrack a little bit, how was your weekend? How did you spend it?
2: Actually, this weekend, I spent it the resting. Usually uh, me and wifey. Okay. We we head out of country. Really? Yeah, we went to, uh, I think it's, if I pronounce it right, La Narit, okay. Mexico. Okay. It's right up under Puerto Vallarta. Oh, okay. You drive right through Puerto Vallarta to get there.
0: No shit.
2: Amazing place. That's- yeah, oh. so, I mean, usually it's like on the often, because we have seven kids between us. Yes. Five of them are grown, but we have two girls, one nine and one, uh, <laughs> now 13 one gives us <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and the nine one is starting to give us but you to know, get there. yeah but we usually have them on every other weekend but okay. you know since the COVID thing hit I've been having my nine-year-old okay you know myself so because her mother's a nurse and she was assigned to deal with those COVID people right so but she didn't because she had underlying factors her doctor wrote her out but since then because her schedule changed i've been having my daughter so every other weekend and then through the week it's been daddy time you know with my daughter and then that weekend we have free me and wife we either we we try to escape really we try to we either go out of town or like fly to mexico because we have vacation share yeah yeah and um if not we up in vegas San Diego, we're just doing stuff, man. <laughs> just you know, trying to trying Living to life. stay out in the air and go places to where you you know you can be out without the mask on and take in the air. So, you know, go to beaches and sometimes we just plan a weekend with the girls, go rent a room, yeah, and let them swim, you know, because sitting in the house drive them crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah so,
0: well, you know what? That's that's a good thing to always get out. I like to do the same thing. I like to get out whether going to the beach, whether San Diego, whether anywhere Anywhere. just to be out, just to be out. Enjoy life uh, uh, because it's not always about music. Yeah, we love hip hop, we love rap, but you know what? Sometimes we got to
2: need that self.
0: Yes. That self time. Yes. yeah. Hey, and you know what's funny? Uh, I know this is going to sound goofy, but uh, you know where I like going? I I, I usually tell my other <laughs> guests this. I like going to the Natural History Museum right here in South Central. Oh, nah, I go there. For real? Yeah. The oh. Science
2: Museum and yes. all that.
0: Yes. That's dope.
2: Some amazing stuff up in there, man. Okay. Then maybe yeah.
0: I don't feel so goofy anymore. Nah. Well, <laughs> we're a
2: goofy team then. Forget yeah. it. You know, but nah, it's amazing in there. I love
0: uh, it. Yeah, same here. You know, it's funny the things that I didn't like when I was a kid, yeah, I do now. So yeah. I kind of feel like a big kid.
2: Exactly. So, yeah.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, um wh- where originally are you from or were you always raised in LA South I Central? Was
2: born and raised in South Central. Actually born, and brought right on right on the street that I lived. My, you know, my entire childhood and up until I was 23 when my mother passed. Okay and um we had you know released the well we had signed the quality records and i think it was 90 and uh-huh. we released in 91. okay so that's been my whole life the stories we tell that's what we either saw been through stuff like that yeah you know the, yeah. the harsh reality of what we grew up everybody has a harsh reality so i can only speak on mine because the way i see it all our neighborhoods had issues yes None's better than the next, but you know I've seen things and <laughs> done things. <laughs> but, of course, I mean it's, it's it's at some point it becomes about survival, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So you got to fit in where you at, you know. So it, it, other than that, man, um, South Central whole life, and then I after my mother passed, I I, I got married. Cause she wanted to see me married before she passed okay. away. So, I married in '93. I think about a month and a half before she passed away, and I had a son. She passed July 14th. I had a son June 29th. So she got to see my son for a couple of days. That's awesome. You know. So and then when she passed away, I moved out to uh, Rancho. I mean, not Rancho, Moreno Valley. Okay. Okay. And I stayed out in Moreno Valley for a while, and then I ended up moving out to the Bay. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was out in the Bay. I don't know if you know him. You probably know him. You have to. King, DJ King Assassin. I've heard of him. You've heard of him? Yeah. So I did a lot of work with him, San Quinn. I was up there talking. You know, I did a song with Mack Mall uh, and a couple just locals. Okay. You know, so I left the Bay. I think it was in, I went to the Bay in 97, but I left the Bay in 2006, if I believe. Okay. and I came back to Cali. Okay. You know, after well, I was married 93 like I said, but we divorced. Mm-hmm. So I came back to LA and me and Pride, we linked, you know, Prodigy, that's my cousin, blood cousin. So okay. we linked back up and we start working on things here and there, you know. And we were actually we were working on a Prodigy and Havoc album where it's me and him and not the other Havoc. If right. y'all you familiar with the other right. havoc, havoc the mouthpiece mouthpiece because him and pride did an
0: album
2: right me and pride we've been working on a album's been taking us a while pride has a, you know he's doing a lot yeah you know he's involved in a lot uh and i took a different route uh you know i went to uh college okay so i went to uh devry i got my bachelor's and now i'm like five classes away from my master's
0: that's awesome man. yeah
2: so i wanted you know i met well my wife she, when i met her she had a master's
1: mm.
2: you know and she was working for devry devry university as the campus president yeah and then you know through the time when we first started dating i watched her sit in the room because she's working on her phd and that was inspiration yeah so i tell anybody when you got a good woman that inspires you that's the one you stick with. That's the one you stick by through thick and thin, you know, because she can inspire you to be better, you know, than what you are, you know. So she inspired me to go for my master's.
0: That's awesome. So, I was about to say preach.
2: Yeah, I'm this close. I'm, I'm this close. I just completed the class. We have a class every uh, session, which is two months. Yeah. So I'm uh, punching that out, you know, and then, like I say, dealing with my daughter, uh, raising her along with her mother, and other co-parents, but, you know, and then I'm working on my my official first solo. Really? <laughs> it's called Liquid Nitrogen. Okay. So uh, it's pride will be on it, uh, mm-hmm. but because I didn't want it to, you know, I think from South Central Cartel to Murder Squad to us getting together as a clique, what we call a clique and working on music together you know, you, you can hear that South Central Cartel vibe. Yeah. So instead of going that route, I went a different route. Okay. So I wanted to, I always said that if you wanted to be one of the top or in the mix, yeah, you have to be different. Absolutely. Nobody wants two Little Wayne's. Nobody wants two Drake's. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's something has to be unique about what you're doing musically. You know what I mean? So I went for a different route. So, and right now I'm working with a guy. His name is Sly Talkbox. He's a, he's a, I want to use the right word, very, very, very intriguing gentleman. Awesome. Guy. He plays keyboards, bass, uh, TalkBox, uh, he mix, he master, so I teamed up with him, and we're working on this Liquid Nitrogen album, and we've got a couple new heavy hitters that I want to present out, 40, McAframma, Lam- and uh, Penthouse Sean, and they have, that's, they click as MPK, and uh, they have a, a female rapper in there called Lady Z, now my thing I do is one hood. You know, so I say we all, everybody up in here, if you're in a rap game, you have to be part of the family. Yes. So it's a one-hood thing, you know. So no matter where I go, I'm repping us tied together, the red and the blue, the Hispanics, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's like uh, we, I feel like we got a duty to straighten out this game.
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely. Take control of it, you know what I mean? So. I'm dropping my first album and it's gonna be some different what we call it, it's like feel good music. Yeah. You know, because we wanna take you back. You you know like when you when you all of them have done it, but y'all, the Hispanic culture is specialized for this. They pull out the the whips, yes. the bombs, and they bumping that zap, that Roger, that feel good music. Yeah. You know what I mean? You rolling coast to coast and you just don't you know, <laughs> downtown that feel good music so we trying to bring that back you know we're not trying to say that the rappers out right now is destroying hip-hop no they're doing exactly what we did Gangster rap came people said what ah, that music yeah. new york was like ah they gang you know but we did what we wanted to do so they're doing what they want to do you know what i mean I just want the hating and all the bull crap like that to stop. And let's just support each other. You know, it's enough money out there for everyone to get it. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. dope, man. Yeah.
0: You sound a lot like me when I preach on here, man. <laughs> That's good, man. You're making my job a whole lot easier. <laughs> for the people that may not know, uh, what, what schools did you attend out here in South in Central? In
2: South Central, I went to a school on 92nd and Hoover called Bret Hart Junior High School. But my elementary school was... <laughs> It was on 95th and, well, it was 97th Street School off of Figueroa. And I always took the Colden Street route and go in the back gate. Mm-hmm. So, but it was 97th Street School. Then from junior high, Bret Hart, I transferred and went on over to Washington. Washington High, the Generals. Okay. And I've been to three schools in my life. Really? Yeah. And, oh. you know, in, in tough neighborhoods, tough environments. But I did what I had to do to survive. Dude. Five at all, but it, it was, ai wouldn't change my journey for nothing. It taught me, it put me in a spot to meet whoever I met, met along the way. That's awesome. You know, so, you know, don't, a lot of people sit back and say, if I could do it all again, I'd do it different. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd do it because it allowed me to get here, to sit here and talk to Tony A. To meet criminal, you know what I mean? Alex, all these gentlemen. So I wouldn't change my life. My journey for nothing.
0: Awesome, man. Uh, um, (laughs) Did you play any sports uh, during growing up? Yeah,
2: in 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 junior high school, I played basketball. Okay. And in high school, I played basketball. Uh, Okay. But just like summer stuff, Mm -hmm. I I was I I did gymnastics, you know, grass routines stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um. I played baseball, but you know, I was I think what was that Darby Park? I don't know if you're familiar Mm -hmm. with Darby Park. I played up there, man, and the guy hit the ball, and I I saw the ball. (laughs) I'm looking because I think I'm in, if you're facing out, left field. So I see the ball coming. I'm running for the ball, but then I disappeared. You know, I hit the ground, and you know, because I ran in some gravel, hit the ground, and looked up. Everybody was laughing. I quit. Oh, shit. You know, I felt embarrassed. I and mean, I just said my strong point is basketball. <laughs> so I stayed basketball.
0: I tried so, playing yeah. basketball, but I was sorry.
2: No, nah, I man. was sorry. I, I, I like
0: uh, football and boxing. That's what I yeah. like to do. I, I,
2: you know, I couldn't – I can watch football and I can enjoy football. I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it.
0: This is probably a no-brainer, but uh, you got a favorite team, football team? Rams, you
2: know the- – <laughs> <laughs> I know, but the, the thing is, Tony, uh, my wife is a 49ers fan. Really? Yeah. and how do you I feel often feel about that? I, that's what I see. I often get asked that. they be like, how do y'all, how do you do it? Well, like anything else, somebody got to be the bigger person. Now, my wife can nag me. She'll right. she'll punch. She'll take patience. Yeah, I get sorry. That's when they playing each other. But, like when they when they went to play in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I told I said, babe, let's go and I want to get a shirt, a 49er shirt. I want to support you." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm support. I'll support. Okay. You know, just don't bash my team and I'll support you. But my wife, she's a basher. I love her, but she's a basher. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh baseball team, favorite baseball team. Angels. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh I get people all the time 100% usually Dodgers. Dodgers, yeah. Dodgers. Okay, yeah. Uh, favorite basketball team? Lakers. Lakers. Man. I had a guy here the other day said the Clippers, and I was like, oh, okay. No. Yeah.
2: No. No. You know, you're
0: from LA. It's got to be Lakers.
2: I've been a Laker fan since I can remember. I remember my father bought me the remember the Laker jackets, mm-hmm. all of the sports jackets that came yeah. out. I had the Laker jacket; he had our name stitched in it. Man, I've been a He took me to. My very first game, I don't remember what year it was, 77, something like that. Mm-hmm. I was a little one. And um, I saw Kareem, Norm Nixon. This is the old school Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Remember Silk? Yeah. Jamal Wilkes. I saw him, you know, all of them down there warming up Coop. Wow. So, yeah, I go back. I'm a, I'm I'm, I'm, That's awesome, I'm uh, man. yeah, I love the Lakers. Uh,
0: you like boxing, and if you do, who was some of your favorite fighters? It was, uh, it was
2: like, uh, Muhammad Ali yeah uh I wouldn't watch a lot of boxing mm-hmm. it just it wasn't something that I was really interested in but okay. certain fighters I was interested in mm-hmm. so Muhammad Ali because he brought a different vibe to the game I like yeah. the way he talked to well he talked the crap but he do what he say he gonna he do yeah you know I'm gonna knock you out in five you go down <laughs> in five but then there was Sugar Ray Sugar I liked Ray. him because you know his dances and his yeah. Arrogance. Moving his arms. Yeah. But since Tyson, nobody has. Hands down. Hands down. No, but Tyson was a bull.
0: Yeah.
2: He was a bull. I, I liked how he was just him. He was normal. Yeah. He didn't. It wasn't about the flashiness for him. Right. When he come into the ring. Everybody right. else is with the hat. The, the, yeah. You know, swarm up jackets and. Tyson, shorts, gloves, that's and them it. black boots. <laughs> hey, let's go. So, just because he was just him. You know what I mean? Right. And, and if a lot of people would be like that in music and rap, be just who you are, you'd probably be a lot, you know, respected For a little, little room, bit more. Maybe. You know what I mean? You yeah. go a little further in the industry because a person is, we as fans, we are not getting who you are. All we getting is that's an act, that's a gimmick. You know what I mean? It's no different than I don't like Cardi B. Why? Because she's a flip of Lil Kim. It's a gimmick to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lil Kim is not out in the scene, so somebody comes and they runs off with what they created, mm-hmm. and that's why I say you got to be different and unique. You know what I mean? Because yeah. from sitting from my standpoint, your standpoint, and these guys' standpoint, right? Um, I wouldn't go out and buy a Lil' Kim album and a Cardi B album.
1: Yeah.
2: It's the same music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't go out and buy, you know, s- s- this this guy who sound like Drake when I can get Drake. It yeah. makes no sense. You know, I can listen to it on radio if I like it, but I'm not going to purchase it. Yeah. So, you know.
0: Okay. Now, um, here's a question where if I had to twist your arms and you mentioned Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson. Okay. Oh. Say you take both of them somehow, Back in time together, both in their prime. Mm-hmm. Both in their prime. Uh-huh. And they go heads up. If you had to choose who would win, who would you
2: say? You said prime, right? Yes,
0: both of them were both in their prime.
2: I'm going to answer that and say, <clears throat> I was a little tight when I was watching, not a little tight, but, you know, in, in like almost my teenage years and stuff, watching Muhammad Ali fight. And I was in my adult years watching Tyson fight. I watched the... Uh, Muhammad Ali movie with Will Smith mm-hmm. and i seen what Will Smith, how Will Smith imitated him, mm-hmm. I think Tyson would have killed him.
0: Uh, we had that that discussion the other day. I, and I think Tyson would have killed him. Everybody said the same thing. Tyson would have killed him. You're like, no way. There's no way. And I was yeah. like, dude, I think Tyson would have. I, I don't know if there's anybody out there with Tyson with a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. If he could have lost.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. He was, he, the fights he lost in the one against Buster Douglas, you yeah. can just tell he wasn't there. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know who that Tyson was. Yeah. That wasn't that Tyson that he comes in, yeah. it's, that's, that's go, yeah. you know, it yeah. was like he was stuck in a zone or some kind of La La Land or something. Many
0: so. times it could be the same thing that a lot of artists uh, go through when they get so much so soon. Yeah. You know, right, right. That after a while, I mean, like, uh, I've had, um, uh, I don't want to say, I've hung out with people that were uh, multimillionaires, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. were bored as fuck with their
2: life. With their life. I tell my wife that all the time. You know, I said a lot of these people, they have money. I've been around a lot. Yeah. They're not happy with their life because... A lot of them went into it thinking money was going to solve all their problems, yeah. and money don't solve all your problems, yeah. you know. And a lot of the things that we go through, even in the music industry, in any entertainment industry, football, basketball, self-inflicted. We, you know, we bring it on ourselves. Yeah. So, you know,
0: a lot of people don't like to hear that, but it's yeah, true.
2: It's true. you know. True. That's that's one, That's another thing I tell them. I said, a person would rather hear you tell them some bullshit yes. or a lie. Then tell you the truth. They get mad if you tell them the truth. But if you don't tell them, they get mad anyway. You damned if you do, you damned if you don't. Yeah. So pick your poison.
0: There, there was a guy that asked me, and he had a lot of money. And a lot of guys were in the room pretty much kissing his ass because he had the money. They had the money. Not because he was going to give them any, mm-hmm. But he asked me, you know, what do you think? And I said, you want me to lie to you or you want me to tell you the truth? Tell you the truth. That's right. And he just said, I really want you to lie to me. because but I know you're not. Yeah. And right. I told him the truth, and he didn't like it. He didn't talk to me no more. So,
2: it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. He yeah, can't say you lied.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So, so now let me ask you this: Growing up in yeah. South Central, right? As so a little boy, what type of music were you raised with
2: at home? What was at home? Uh, I was, you know, you you know me. I was back in them days where we had eight track tapes. hmm Uh, pops had a seventy-four Cutlass. I remember this because in high school he gave it to me. Oh shit. Yeah, so at sixteen I had a car. But it was eighty six Cuddly supreme and pop pops used to break out the uh A tracks. Pop in Al Green. Al Green Smokey Robinson. Yeah. Nita Baker. <laughs> uh Roger Zap as I grew older. You know what I mean? I mean I have I have a lot of influences. I have influences okay, I'm 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 take you back. Maybe I'll shock you. It's this guy that it was this band called Motivation Band. Uh, when we was growing up, they used to it was think it was a group of six or seven of them. And they used to play in our um, driveway. And they eventually got a deal. This person was Michelle A's brother.
1: Wow.
2: Michelle A is my cousin. She's my first cousin, my blood related wow. cousin. And I was around when she was going through and hanging out with Easy and uh, Dre. And as a matter of fact, she called me up and asked me if I wanted to meet him.
1: Hmm.
2: And I told her, you know, she, she wanted to see what she can help me with. Yeah. But at that time, I was just, I was loyal. I'm a loyal guy to South Central Cartel. So I didn't make that. But Michelle, that, that, that's my family. Um, we were supposed to link up and do a song. But I lost contact with her okay. right now. But I'm trying to get in contact. I just got her Instagram. I'm trying to get in contact with her, with her uh, five, through her father, my uncle. But yeah, man.
0: Wow, that's awesome. This,
2: I, you know, it's, history is yes. crazy.
0: Yes. Uh, it's funny how we've never met, but yeah, we've known so many people, mutual friends. Yeah, mutual friends. friends. Yeah, right, wow, that's awesome. Right. That, that's, so at what point in time of your life would you say that you started to consider or possibly start writing down lyrics, whether it was poetry, whether it was rap or whatever.
2: Um, I'm thinking junior high. Okay. Cause me and pride, me and pride, we stayed on the same street for years. It was 92nd street in between Hoover and Figueroa. Okay. So that's why pride say in some of his reps, he say, Mr. Pride from the West side and moved to the East side. Cause he stayed on the West side first. Right. Right. So, um, during that uh, during that time, me and Pry used to walk and just freestyle because we heard. I, well, I heard this guy named Sugar Bear on the street.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He was a, a gang banger around the neighborhood, and he used to be there just rhyming. They called it rhyming. Yeah, just rhyming. And I'm like, "What's that?" So I start trying it. Then I link up with my cousin, me and him trying it. So we used to walk all the way you know, to. Uh, McDonald's, McDonald's on Manchester and uh, Normandy, okay. and we just be rapping, rapping. Then we start hearing Run DMC, LL, LL became my favorite artist. Yeah. First record I bought. So those are like some of the inspirations coming up. Yeah. That I heard that made me want to rap. You know. Mm-hmm. But the the sad thing is that learning to rap is is cool entertainment entertaining and doing what you love is cool but learn the business
0: yes yes
2: if you learn the business first you eliminate a lot of headache yes a very, lot of headache true, learn the business Learn the business.
0: Because I, I do preach that here. I do tell people, learn the business. Learn the business. Because there's show and then there's business.
2: Some people just want to rap and that's it. Right. Learn the business. Learn the bu- I mean, they look at rap and they see all the, 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 the glitter and gold. Yeah. You know, and all the, all the females and things yes. like that that come with it. But you can get the glitter and gold. You yeah. can get the females. But you're not getting your publishing.
0: Yeah, your writers. You're not
2: getting your writers. You're not getting your record royalties. Yeah. You know, they getting this amount off you one of your albums and you're getting six cents. You know what I mean? They used to call it points, right? Points, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course. Points. Of course. So learn the business. Wow. You know, if you see a lot of the successful, like fifty cents, he knows the business. Yeah. Dre exactly. knows the business.
0: LL, that's why they've been
2: so yep. successful. LL knows the business. Quick. Yeah. One of one of the one of the I, I used quick staying in my rotation, him, AMG, Domino, all of them stayed in my rotation when, you know, during that era. That's why I say it's a lot of room for a lot of people to do what they want to do, because back then in that era, we were all different. Yeah, Who sounded alike? No No one, no one, no one. No. quick didn't sound like no one amg didn't sound like no one high c didn't sound like second no one none. second to none didn't sound like I and mean, i was out <laughs> i was out in france with, with with d and k
0: wow yeah
2: we did a show
0: together that's awesome yeah <laughs> Yeah That's awesome Yeah Here's what we're gonna do We're gonna go ahead and press pause right there We're gonna take a 10 minute break And we're gonna come right back Alright okay? okay everybody Hope you guys are enjoying this Because I'm enjoying this Episode 88 uh, So make sure you call somebody Text somebody Slap the shit out of somebody Let them know <laughs> that Havoc from South Central Cartels in the motherfucking building We'll be back in 10 minutes Welcome to Rodian Radio And I am your host Tony A. The Wizard We started a GoFundMe page Because we need you To help us meet our goal And our goal Is To released a Chicano rap documentary and we need you to be a part of this. Everyone who contributes will have certain incentives offered to them. For an example, I'll name one, your name will be on the credits of the film. Everyone who gives, everyone who contributes, uh, their name will be on the credits. That's just one thing that we have to offer but yet if you read the description you'll see other incentives for your contribution. If you've seen the Rodian Mixtape documentary You will not be disappointed with this documentary, Shining Light on Chicano Rap, the Chicano culture. It is something that can be used as an educational tool uh, now and in the future. So once again, help us meet our goals so that we can start production. And remember this, we have a voice and we will be heard. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodion Radio episode 88 with the podcast of Slap Your culture Your Fat Ass with a Fat-Ass Dick. Mm-hmm. So we're now <laughs> back at uh, the Golden Shower Hour. We're going to go ahead and jump butt naked right back into it. So Havoc from South Central Cartel, thank you very much for coming through. Hey, any time for you, man. Any oh, man. Thank got you. Thank back. you. Got your back. It- you know what we're going to be doing and I, I should have announced it earlier but uh starting Friday we're right. having a new podcast called Freaky Tales Podcast where we discuss the paranormal ghost stories spooky type of shit. So right. everybody tune in make sure you subscribe to uh, Freaky Tales Podcast. But um when we before we went to break we were talking about you teaming up with your cousin uh Prodigy yeah. and um you know one thing that I didn't Ask him, and I, and this was like a question that everybody wanted to know: Did he have a beef, or was there a beef with Prodigy from? Um, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking you, about?
2: Yeah, from Mob Deep. Yes. You know, rest in peace. Rest yes. in peace to him. Uh, this, you know, uh, I saw that uh, the Mob Deep Prodigy Havoc thing. In, I think it was like a sort some kind of magazine. Yeah, it was in a magazine. And I asked probably, like, what's, what's up with this? And probably was like, ah, I don't know. It was some cats from New York. They call themselves Mob D, but their individual names is our names. But you know, we spell it different. But <clears throat> and we ended up out in um, Atlanta at okay. the Freak Nick in '94. The Freak Nick, yeah. So and that's where we met Russell, you know, the Havoc the Mouthpiece. Uh, And we was with another guy, his name was Q, we called him Q. Mm -hmm. Like, he was one of our investors at the time. So, uh, they saw Russell getting off the elevator. And they was like, there go Russell. And me and Pryde was like, y'all go go holler at him, right? So, me and Pryde, we we just stood in the center of the uh, hotel. Next thing you know, probably about two, three minutes after they walked off, man, there's about six little guys little short guys, they, they came out of nowhere and they just start walking around us like in a circle. you know, like the Indians do uh, love. <laughs> they, uh, real talk, you know, and we were in the middle of it, you know, how they, how they have you on, on TV like you bound yeah. and they finna roast you. So I'm looking, I'm like, what's this? Probably like, ah, dude, somebody spoke. Yo, prodigy and havoc. Meet prodigy and havoc. And my cousin Pry responded, man, that's prodigy and havoc from New York, Mob Deep. So they was like, man, it's funny we got the same name, yo. You know, yeah. cause they New York. So they, it was funny we got the same name, yo. And Pryor was like, you know, man, we never really even tripped it. All we said was we South Central Cartel, y'all Mob Deep, you know. And um, they said something, we said something. I think I was more the, you know, the vocal person that day. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't, I don't like that type <laughs> of shit right there. You know, being honest. Um, I think they said, fuck SEC. And I said, fuck Deep, And it went back and forth for a minute and Guru yeah. got up and he came over and he grabbed me in pride like this. And he said, man, they just signed a deal. Uh, they feeling themselves, self. They off that Hennessy, blah, blah, blah. And DJ Premier grab them and walk the other way but what people don't understand or know because they hear what prodigy said but i don't know if they heard what dj Premier said after that whole incident we we was up in the room with them two cats Mm. chilling talking about doing a song together so to answer your question Pride never had a beef with prodigy from mob deep mm-hmm. south central cartel never had a beef yeah with those ca- you can't name me one venue that we ever did to where we brought bull crap you know what i mean right it, it existed but we 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 kind of smart enough to know how to defuse some things
0: yeah of course
2: you know right. we was in houston man they literally threw uh <laughs> Fifth War, Fourth War, you talk Fifth War, Fourth War, Third War. They literally threw cups and stuff while we was performing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But even though they did that, and once the show was over, we went down in the audience. And we just started chopping it up with them.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, and and and, and your fans appreciate that. Because they look at you as you being like, not just them. And yeah. that's why I said, treat me like I'm you. I'm just doing what I love to do, you know, and, and getting paid doing it. Yeah. So you know, I'm no different than you, you know. So I think that's around the year I met Tongue Twister before he even came out, and I told him, I said, "Keep doing what you're doing; it's gonna catch." Yeah. And it caught, you know what I mean? When we we met, but you know, back on that topic, we never had a beef with uh, Mob Deep. In fact, I thought Mob Deep was a good group. I thought they had nice material. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm not gonna hate, no matter what coast I'm from, on somebody who's locked in and they doing what they supposed to be doing. Right. You know what I mean? Hey, all respect. You know what right. I mean? I wouldn't back then I know it was a lot of it, but I wasn't on the red and blue type thing. You know what I mean? Right. If I could have did a song with um Mag Ten, I would have done it. Yeah. You know what I mean? These are icons in the game. You know what I mean? So I would have done it. But wow. you know, we never had a beef with uh, Mob D. We had respect for him.
0: That's good. You know, yeah. it's funny that you said that. You guys were, uh, if I'm correct, Houston. You said, or we were in Houston. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, I was DJing at a show, and I still have it on videotape. Uh, but um, Father MC opened up, and then we went on, and then EPMD was supposed to go on. Uh-huh. But I was DJing for Quick, second to none. High C, Name G. This is when we our albums first dropped in 1991. Right. So we were touring in Texas, and uh, it's funny you said they were throwing stuff at us because they threw <laughs> water bottles at us, too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of our securities, may he rest in peace, a guy named Bundy. Uh-huh. This guy, big dude, maybe about six, seven, about 300 pounds. Right. But he can run like a gazelle. Uh-huh. Okay. He dove and got that dude and whipped his ass. Right,
1: right. You know?
0: And then the crowd all started coming towards the stage, and I remember it quick, and then gave Bushwick Bill uh-huh. the mic. Right. And he took, he took the mic and tried to calm every, everybody down. Yeah. Rest in peace, Bushwick. Right, Bill.
2: rest in peace. He was in the house when we was in in uh, okay. in uh, Houston. I wonder, was, was in I
0: wonder if it was the same place. It was a place called the Palladium.
3: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: Same place. Same place. Same place. You know, it was funny. Uh, and I say this because I'm glad that Mello's here. Because when I performed there... 98, 99 percent, everybody there was black.
1: Yeah. Right? Okay. Right, right. We
0: went back in 97, from 91 to 97, and it was just a straight, like, Baisa, you know, Mexican club. Right. It, wow. it changed.
2: It changed. Cool. And, and I
0: told him, I said, dude, I was just here, like, six, seven years ago, yeah. you know, and it Time just changed. And
2: change just take place, right? Yes, yes.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of sad because I'm getting older and, right. um, you know, I've seen everything change. Right. But now, you brought something up, I thought that's very key for this younger generation to didn't know what was going on in rap in the early nineties or maybe even eighties that there was tension between in music, between East coast and West coast. Right. Right. You know, uh, for years, we know that East coast would never play or support right. West coast artists. Right. But if you come to the West coast, you heard everything. Right. Right. You right, know? Right. And that's one thing that a lot of, I believe this generation, doesn't know existed right you know right but uh no it, it's true because I, I mean i remember that i would meet east coast cast that wouldn't even respect right artists from out right. here right.
2: right you know that's right i mean you got that even you know as f- the artists didn't respect us and then if you, you you we went out there for the def jam 10th anniversary party <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean we, we 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 was waiting to get in and even the females didn't respect us you know what i mean i mean (laughs) it got you know yeah it's it it, it, that new york uh west coast east coast beef it was really something man it was you know it 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 was real a lot of a lot of people because of that beef got shelved you know what i mean when we say shelf yeah and you know it was like i know because we were on def jam def jam and then they moved us over to def jam west
1: yeah
2: then def jam cut their ties with sony And they went on the Polygram and they start trying to push our album. uh, I think Warren G's album, Domino's album, all the West Coast acts through Island, Mm. which Island really didn't give us. Right. You know what I mean? So it was basically like they shelved us, you know, no promotion, no nothing. We got on the last album all day, every day. We didn't receive any promotion. Wow. None whatsoever. Wow. But, you know, I mean, that just goes to show you that that, that, that the East Coast, West Coast beef, yeah, that
0: was man. some real stuff. Yeah. I had a guy here. I interviewed him, and he used to write for the Source magazine. Right. Lived in the East Coast, and he was here, and he's, he confirmed that it was very, very true. Yeah. Being from the East Coast. Like, for an example, he would say some hypothetically, he would say something like, this guy, Snoop, just came out with a single with Dr. Dre. Uh-huh. You know, let's put him on the cover of the source. No, no, we're going to put, for an example, you know, Mob Deep. Right. You know, Right. and he's like, well, this guy is already double platinum or right. something. Right, right. No, so he said he brought that up to, to their attention. Is uh-huh. this a hip-hop magazine or is this a East Coast magazine? Mag- magazine that's right. It's you know? East Coast magazine. Yeah, it was. It
2: was. You know, you you, you, you the, the, the East Coast, West Coast thing... It, you know, when you go into New York, like you were saying, New York only played. They they was known for mixtapes, yeah, correct? Yeah. And radio, they never played West Coast until it came to Snoop. Mm-hmm. They, they play Snoop every now and then because when we went to the, uh, the party, 10th anniversary, they played Snoop. They mm-hmm. didn't play Warren. They didn't play Twin. They didn't play us. We were all in the house, but they didn't play us. You know what I mean? So they're known for mixtapes out there. But a lot of people don't realize this, too. This group, It was groups in New York that didn't like us. Like Queen Latifah uh-huh. had a major problem with West Coast artists. But Queen Latifah couldn't go gold hmm. in New York or on that East Coast alone. They needed the West Coast market yeah. to help their record sales. But because we are the type of uh, 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 people in the game we are, we don't have a closed ear to good music. Right. Uh-huh. And they close their ears to good music because I can only guess that they just wanted to claim the best.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, you
0: know, and we grew up with East Coast music. That's where it
2: came exactly. from. Exactly. Run DMC, LL. Those are the artists that inspired a lot of West Coast acts. Right. That, you know.
0: Right. So. No, I agree. And, and me loving hip-hop... <laughs> The first time I ever went to New York, I made sure that I had my friend who lives in Harlem, my boy DJ Toro, took me to where Cool Herc lived and it threw the first hip hop party ever. Right. Because to me, that's where it all came right. from. Right. So I pay homage to that, but I just feel to a certain extent we didn't get that right. back.
2: We didn't yeah. get that back. So, no. When we you know, especially with this younger generation now, like you were saying, younger gen like we, our generation, we knew our history
0: yes
2: (laughs) you know what i mean we knew we knew curtis we knew the history of rap and how it started and we respected that because it made us what we were right the younger generation or the generation out that's doing it now which is why i say i just wish that you know it can just stop because you know just respect their art yeah what they're doing it's it's Everything is 360. It yeah. goes and it comes back. You know what I mean? It's like a fucking afro. <laughs> you know what I mean? They go out, they come back. Fade's gonna go out, come back. Uh, 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 flat top. All they need is one good icon. Yeah. To put a, a, a high top fade like Hidden Play. Yeah. And next thing you know, everybody gonna be rocking a high top fade. All you gotta do is just one something different. Remember Kwame when yeah, he put yeah. the. The, uh, little the blonde? yeah the little blonde and that caught on you know what i mean it's just one thing that you yeah. can do you know to catch on but that's why i tell the younger group study your art study your history respect your history because there's people coming behind you that you going to say man, why are y'all dissing us cuz you reap what you sow so why are y'all dissing us well y'all diss the ones be now you you programming yes the future of hip hop, you know <laughs> what I mean? To be against you, like you was against us, you know
0: what I mean? That's good, that's good. That's They'll good, get man. it, They'll Yeah, get it. Yeah, you know, it's funny, I'll tell you a cool story about Curtis Blow. Uh, I was in junior high school, of course, I was, tough uh uh the breaks uh-huh. christmas rapping right right you know deuce his album i, I loved curtis blow uh, i remember on on my manila uh peachy folder remember uh, those? yeah i remember uh, those. Those. <laughs> uh, um i used to write curtis blow king of rap curtis blow king of rap okay uh-huh. and then i was with mellow it's funny that he's here as well because we were at a club called peppers i want to say 97 98 right and um Guess who walks into the door? Curtis Blow Curtis and Melly Bro. Mel. Yeah, right. And right. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Now, I'm I'm old and I think about like, 28 at the uh-huh. time. But I'm starstruck, man. Right. I'm starstruck. And I see them and nobody recognizes them. Uh-huh. Just straight all oh, Mexican club. Everybody was there. It was the Latinos. And I see them. So I walked up to Melly Mel and I said, hey, man, I know who you are. You mind if I shake your hand? Right. Sure. shook his hand. And then I saw Curtis Blow and I said, I got to talk to you. Right. You know. <laughs> so I poured my heart out on how much of a fan I was. And I said, dude, I I remember this. And I started rapping one of his songs. Right. And he was a very, very, very humble, humble man. Right. And uh, I just said, to me, you always be the king of rap, bro. I just grew up on you. You didn't even realize that you you being from New York, you influenced a kid out here from the city of Wilmington. Right. I said, to do what he's doing now. And I said, so what are you guys doing here? And he said, oh, we live out here. And Uh I, I was shocked. And I said, but you guys should be running New York.
1: Right.
0: And this is the part that kind of broke my heart. He said, we ain't got no love in New York anymore, man. Right. And I was like, what the hell?
2: Right. I mean, going, they. I guess you say it comes to a point where they even
0: turn on each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man.
2: Yeah, You don't have no love in
0: New York? Yeah. I, I, that, that's what he, those were his words to me. And then I was like, oh, okay. And I think during that time he was DJing here at Power 106.
2: Right. People yeah, say, I remember that I Yeah, remember that. so yeah.
0: I, I was like, wow Like, cause I'm thinking You're the king of New York, dude Right, right You know Right You know, right. if you rule the world You say you, I rule <laughs> the world <laughs> Yeah, but, right uh yeah then I, So that was uh, the only time I actually ever met Curtis Blow And Melly I Mel, Actually met Melly Mel in 87 With Grandmaster Flash in Compton Right, so right So I met those guys back right, then Right, but But uh, other than that So you guys' first record drops Right Um, In like 91 yeah.
1: Not anymore.
0: What was the response that you guys were getting on the streets? Well, at first, you know, like
2: <clears throat> you, you 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 I guess I'm 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 more of a humble person. Yeah. So I wasn't really watching at first. Okay. You know, but I remember driving down Vermont Avenue and I got to Florence and a guy pulled up on side of me, and he was banging, I get my roll on. And that was my solo on that album. And I think th- that was like an eye-opener. Yeah. But then when I went to the Sloss and Swap meet, and every little record slot was bumping. Either I get my roll on, or you get's clown. I get my roll on, or you get's clown, or living like gangsters. That's when I knew. Wow. I was like, wow. Wow. That was the eye opener. I was like, man, it's really happening. Yeah. It's really happening. And then they'll see me, this, you know, i go over and say, how's it selling? They just like, oh,
1: like we can't they, keep it. Yeah, yeah, they
2: said, we can't keep it. And I was like, well, that's my group. So when I told them it was my group, they wanted to buy from me. Mm. You know, they just like, you got something? We-? It was just moving that quick. And then, uh, like I said, then we went after that album hit, we dropped the in gas we trust album Mm -hmm. and that's when def jam russell decided to make that jump so we were out on a promotional thing in la and we uh stopped by to pick up t-shirts and the person from sony came in and said you know what sony don't want to let south central cartel go because they're not promoting it and it won't stop selling Mm. It keeps stop selling. I mean, it won't stop selling. It keeps selling.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know
2: what I mean? So it was like, man, the feeling is, it's it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling to know that you got a, a product out on the street and it's selling. Yes. And that people are, are loving your product. You right. know, when you're driving and you hear somebody pull up on side of you, you know, it's a blessing.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad you said it, it's a blessing because let me share with the public some of the blessings that we experienced that sad to say that this generation will probably never experience because the time has changed right for an example we had music plus the warehouse Tower right. records right. sam goodies right we had vips right swamp me stands right. indoor swamp meets right we can go anywhere and hear our records being played right, right. and on top of all that if you had radio play that, right you know this generation sad to say just pretty much has spotify or youtube Yes. right you know yeah. how many rappers today, and this is not to down them, but to let them see how blessed we were. That because times have changed, mm-hmm. they may never experience this. Right. Today's rappers, when they come out with a song, one of the first things they usually say: "Go to my YouTube." That's right. They will probably never experience pulling up at a red light, having some dude drive up in a fucking caddy, bumping their shit. Right.
2: You and, know, and, and you know th- that's true, and it and it, and it's a different feeling to. You know, I remember when I bought my first LL Cool J or Run DMC tape. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a feeling that you get when you go to the, you know, when we used to go to the, the store. Yeah. You know, like like VIP, a yeah. record store, and you can buy a hard copy. Yeah. Everything now is digital. Yeah. You know, you and unless you, op, you know, I know Nipsey. Yeah. Nipsey on one of his mixtapes or a few of his mixtapes, mm-hmm. he sold his himself. Mm -hmm. You know, so he printed them. But usually it's Spotify. Yeah. YouTube, you know, people working a product through Instagram or Facebook. It's all it's all social media now. Yeah, it's all social social media. media.
0: And and, but and that's one thing that this generation has that we didn't we didn't have, you know, and that's why
2: I say we all need to respect the differences. That's why you learn your history. Yeah, you know what I mean. So if I was a guy doing music, hitting, that I like Takashi Six Nine, to have a Run DMC cassette tape, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or a Second and None CD from yeah. history, that's history. That's a piece of history. That's yeah. when you cherish that. Yeah. You know, but ah, these kids nowadays on this music, right. they don't care about no. the history.
0: I mean, think about this. Your first album dropped uh, 29 years ago. Right. Same thing with mine. Right. 29 years ago, okay? And people still want to hear your story. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Today, you got guys, sad to say, they got one song. It comes out on YouTube. And maybe five years from now, you'll never hear you from never that guy. you never hear again. You know, it's sad, but that's just, you know.
2: That's, that, that's the breaks. That's you, that, that, Curtis Brown. That's Bro. the break. <laughs> These are the breaks. I mean... He, yeah. Uh, it's just you know some it's uh, I feel if you are good enough to sign to a major yes. label then they are they, they had to have seen something in you absolutely and I feel a major label can promote any album and make it a hit yeah I'm c- come on all you do is play it enough <laughs> and people will catch on to it yeah, yeah. so any record can be broken the difference is, in my opinion, is, are you an entertainer or are you just a rapper? Yeah. You know what I mean? Good question. Snoop, entertainer, him and Dre, they come out on swing, beach cruise, bikes, and with a Lolo on stage. It's entertainment. You got to entertain. You know, I used to, when we used to be out there rapping on the stage, I used to see how people would get bored. Honestly. Honestly. With just you on the stage rapping. This is all you doing. They want to, if I'm in the stage, I want to see something. Yeah. Show me something, man. I know you can sing the song. Shit. Right. I bought it. Right. But what you going to do to entertain me while you singing that song? Right. You know what I mean? Right. So the difference between that next level in the game is are you, can you entertain? Are you marketable? Yes. If you're marketable, the record company is going to push you. Yes. If you're not marketable, they're just going to fulfill their thing and hope you recoup. If they don't, they'll yeah. charge it back to you and try to get it out your ass
0: some kind of way. Some kind of Steal way. Steal your
2: publishing or something.
0: Here's another good feeling that we had that technology, I believe, is taken away from this generation. For example, South Central Cartel is performing at the Palace. Or right. High Seas performing here. You drive up in your nice little limo. The crowd the, the club is packed. Mm-hmm. The crowd is energetic. Right. Okay. You go up there and you rock shit. The crowd's going crazy. Right. Today, here's all what crowds do. Yes. They don't even enjoy the show anymore. No. no. It's all
2: Yeah. They so busy filming. That's that's all they're Girl, doing. Are they anymore. so busy. You you know what was amazing during this COVID thing? Um how they was doing all these battles over Instagram and all that stuff. See that virtual stuff. I I don't get the feeling from that. Cause you where I'm from, you in a club and the bass are in your car and that bass knocking. It's the feel. Yes.
0: Yes. You know
2: what I mean? It's the feel of the music. You want to feel that when you go to the club, the average person want to get close to the speaker. Why? They want to feel the boom boom you know you don't feel that shit on no phone no. what you gonna do go get you some dre beats and hope you can pump them up and get that boom like you know that that hit exactly but you know it's like my wife she looks at me sometimes like you a party pooper i just don't like i know i'm the social the media way. outlet for maybe she maybe my wife don't understand because i've done it yes. in a different of format of course and now it's a new format, and maybe I'm stubborn and don't want to hear it for what it is and or change right. my perception of it.
0: Remember but, back in the days, uh, and I'm sorry to cut you off, back right. in the days, somebody would be in a Cutlass, Regal, right. uh, uh, a Blazer, uh, whatever, 15-inch woofers in the back, right. and they'd be bumping South uh-huh. Central Park Yep, right. Dude, do, do, there, are there rides today that still have 15-inch or 12-inch woofers today?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some okay. of the old, some of the old schoolers are still doing it. Okay. But I will say it's not like it used to yeah. be. Those were the and days. Those bro. were the days, man. You know, those were the days. I mean, I had a '86 a, a Cutlass, and I had so much beating that <laughs> my auntie will hear you hear music, right, yeah. and she'll go, "I already know who it is." And I'll pull up in the driveway and the windows you know, you got that, 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 them, them twelves or them, or them, yeah. or them, or them, you know, 15s hitting in certain Vegas or whatever your, was your yeah. choice. And the windows going Or the trunk. Or yeah. Rrr. And the trunk rattling and you making the windows rattle at, at the house you pull it yes, up at. Yes. Oh,
0: they knew I was coming. They heard me coming a half a block away. You know what? But, I used to love to bump. Uh, Ice Cube summer vacation. Right, right. Oh my right, goodness, that was right, my shit right there. Right. Drunk as hell, with the yeah. dickies between my legs, uh-huh. you know, with the gangsta lean on me. Yeah, that shit was hard. Yeah,
2: you know that uh, that America's Most Wanted album is is gonna always be a classic. <laughs> that Ice Cube, yeah, when yes. he left NWA. And he did that album, that's gonna be always be a classic, just like NWA's first record. Yes. Will always be a classic. Quick's first record. will always you know them first records because that's where you put all your work into. Yeah. You South know Central what I mean? Cartel. South Central Cartel. The first classic. record will always be a classic to a lot of people. Yes. You know, I, I see people on my Instagram and on, on, on my Facebook, on Prize Instagram, Prize Facebook, and they always taking a picture of all these albums, you yes. know, you know, lined up quick. Ice Cube, King T, King T. remember Tidy T, these big, the, the batter ram, man. These cats was telling stories long time ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. They rep, they're they, they, they part of why we, how we got here.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: You know, and that's why I say these new guys go back, listen to this stuff. Right. And you gonna um, you gonna like it. I have a nine year old. Mm-hmm. I'll play something that I did back in the day and she loved it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I say a lot of them closed their mind off. Like we yeah. didn't. We my father played uh Roger Troutman and all them. I grew up on it because yes. I didn't have a closed mind to it. But I also listened to Anita Baker. Uh uh, uh Smokey Robinson. You know what I mean? Aretha. Uh Aretha. Uh uh who was who was that? Marvin uh, Gaye. M- Marvin you know Marvin. I was watching it when they when 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 they announced that he was dead. Yeah. You know, I so i stayed there. I was so amazed. I stayed there and watched him until you know they rolled his body out. Yeah. It's like man this is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, so I love all music. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll listen to any music. Yes. You know what I mean? Long as, it so touch, it it, touches as long you. as it touches you, I'm not because like one a song on my album, like and just called I Am. Now when you hear it, you 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 you, you like I let my brother hear. My brother says it's kind of like gospely.
1: Mm-hmm. I said that's the point
2: on this song, yeah. on this particular song. So I use basketball players in the game like Kobe, Mike, Charles Barkley, blah blah blah, to explain the power. Or the talents that God has given them, and I link it to me in the song.
0: That's awesome.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it's then you know, when I go into the hook, what I say is, I'ma upload, I'ma upload God and change the fucking password. In other words, I'ma get up in your head and change the way you think. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. when you hear it, I'm in mean, the beat. Knock, it knock. So I know, you know, my my my. The way I look at things is, I want the beat when it comes on. You know, how we are in the club. I want it to knock.
1: Yes, I'm a yes.
2: I'm a drum guy. I want <laughs> my shit to hit. I don't want my shit. You know what I mean? Right, I don't. Right. I don't. I don't want no. I want it to hit. Right. So that's how I select. all I listen at the if the if the beat don't make me move, I don't want to mess with it. Yeah. And then sometimes I just put it in my here, and if it make me move in here, I want that beat. Yeah, let's do it. You know, and this is this is the time where I stepped out of my I produced half of the All Day Every Day album. Uh Now I'm stepping into the realm and I produced the the first three songs on my album by myself. I I did it. Awesome. I didn't ask nobody to come play nothing, I did it. You know, and I'm going to do a couple more, but this is where I'm going to make my my real solo producers. Debut Awesome. on my album. And like I said, I'm working with a couple more people. One of my guys from Suburbia is named Duck One. I call him Duck One. I don't know how you pronounce it, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I call him Duck One. But I'm I'm looking for I'm I'm looking for different okay. things, different different sounds, different voices. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I have two more questions in closing because we're okay. running out of time. One of them was, and I should have asked Prodigy this, but one of them is there was a Mexican guy on one of the album covers. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit of light? Was he that, ever a part of the group or, or he, was he just? His name is Jail. Okay.
2: And we had his DJ, which was named DJ Ace. Now, DJ Ace do a lot of, I think he still do. He do a lot of DJing and producing for Ice-T. Okay. Um, but that was DJ Ace's artist, okay. Jail. So usually, jail will appear on our albums on the freestyles. What okay. we what we deem the freestyles, and uh, he was somebody that pride. Uh, pride knew jail because pride was really messing with a guy named Tommy and Shaquem, who knew Ice T. Okay, and that's how jail was brought into the South Central Cartel situation. Pride is you know. He, he he like he said, he's the only Mexican that Rome South Central. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Right. He, I loved his voice. Okay. You know, and he wrote his own stuff. You know, they eventually did a they got a deal on Giant Records. Yeah. You know, and it was a big it was a nice deal they got, you know. So he wasn't in the group. He was part of why click what we called at that time the murder squad. Okay. So yeah, he was okay. just part of the clip.
0: So hope you guys got your answer. Um, now, where or when can people expect your new album to drop or the, uh, yours and Prodigy's album? Me and Prod,
2: well, Prod has his hands, you know, kind of full right now. Uh, he, he, he has, he has things out right now called okay. The Prodigy Project. That's with him and my younger cousin, Young Pride. Okay. They brothers, so they did one called The Prodigy Project. Then he has one coming out with LV. Okay. Uh, and then we have a couple of, like, uh, songs we did that was in, a, excuse me, Archive, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we put it together. It's called, ah, I forget what he called it, Rap Classics, something like that. So that's South Central Cartel. So we're going to drop that, and then we're going to come with The Havoc okay. and Pride. But by before The Havoc and Pride come out, you probably hear my album come out, Liquid okay. Nitrogen. So I'm, I haven't set a release date for it because I'm just I just want to be first album classic. Okay. That's my thoughts. First album, cla- well, first official okay. solo album classic, right? So I'm being very picky right now, like I said, with, with people I want on it because I'm looking for a certain voice sound. Okay. Uh, so I would say. My album probably be out, hmm, in probably like s- maybe six, seven months.
0: Okay, okay, so sometime next year. Sometime next year. Okay, okay. Sometime yeah. next
2: year, cause no. I, you know, I want to do the right thing with promoting it and stuff like
0: that. So, okay, yeah. I know we've been putting up your Instagram. Is there any other social media that you have that people can reach you? I away? got
2: Facebook. It's the same as my Instagram. Havoc West. SR. Okay. okay. So you, you can hit me there. And I just log I just created a Snapchat. So it's okay. the same Havoc West. I try to keep it consistent. Okay. Havoc West, SR, you know, and, uh, just hit me. All you good. Know? Just, all good. Yeah, just hit now, me at right. this time, any shout out you want to give? I'm going to give a shout-out to definitely. I got to give a shout-out to my wife, Tracy Well, She out there. She might be listening. If I don't, I can't go home. No, I'm just <laughs> playing boo. Uh, my brothers. Okay. Uh, James, Jonathan, and Damon. Uh, all my children. I'm going to name them. I'm going to name it. them. Uh, Brian Jr., uh, LaKim, Brianne, China. Alasia, Jody, and Justin. So that I want to give a shout out. Give a shout out to the SCC, uh, Pride, Young Pride, Mick, uh, D- D- Daddy D, LV, uh, every, all the fans out there that's listening and, and 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 support your boy and everybody in here with us that I just met, Criminal Alex, uh, uh, Mellow. Mellow what, what, what's his
0: name? I can't. I, I'm sorry. I
2: don't know. What's what, the name again? What his producer Concord. name? Concord? Condor. 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 Boy, Condor. <laughs> oh, yeah. My boy right here. What's his Alex. name? Alex. Alex and John. And John. You know, nice and a nice group of uh, fellas up in here. I, I met. And uh, Road oh, yeah. um Radio. I got to give a special shout out to my boy Tony A. For having me come down and interview, you know, I, I, hey, you gonna see me? I'm support everything that this guy got going on, and and anybody he's affiliated with. So, uh, be like havoc and be down with the Rodeo Radio team, man. They awesome set of guys.
0: Thank you, brother. Thank you. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity and the pleasure to have sat down with you and interview you, man. Anytime, anytime. So it was truly a pleasure. So, okay, everybody, uh, we got Metal Man Ace coming up. So make sure you go get your popcorn ready. Go get yourself a couple of modelos. I'm going to fix myself a michelada and I'm going to slap the shit out of somebody, okay? (laughs) Because Metal Man Ace is in the motherfucking building. In the building? Yeah. So Havoc, thank you once again. And we'll be back in 10 minutes. Don't fuck around. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Rhodium Radio episode 88, and this is the podcast that slaps your cross your fat ass with a fat ass dick. And if you don't have a fat ass dick, buy yourself a Spice Smuggler dick pump, okay? And it'll kind of just, like, wank it a little bit. Anyways, other than that, uh, don't forget Friday, Freaky Tales, 7 p.m., 7 p.m. Somebody said, are you going to host it here? No, it's going to be somewhere totally different, okay? Freaky Tales will be hosted somewhere totally different. It's going to be run by me, Spice Smuggler, and... John motherfucking Elkins, okay? So make sure you go to Freaky Tales Podcast and you subscribe YouTube, Freaky Tales Tales with a Z podcast. Uh, and you can also follow us at Freaky Tales Podcast on IG as well for all the latest updates or whatever. So uh, Freaky Tales consists of the spooky ghost story type of shit. So other than that, um, you can get our shirts now available, open now at documentary.com. Uh, all the hard copies, the high C and the, the mixtape, you can get them, uh, documentary.com, and the Blu-rays are, are, um, will be available, if not this week, uh, by Friday, maybe Monday. So other than that, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump butt it right back into it. Without further ado, please allow me to introduce my very first guest on Rodium Radio from episode one, now back for episode 88, Mellow Man Ace. In the place to be, my brother. How you doing?
3: Congratulations, bro. Thank you, man. I Thank remember you. that first that first episode. I know. You know, and uh, come a long way, brother. Just happy for you. Thank you, man. You know, that you kept it going because a lot of these guys that get these podcasts don't keep it. Yeah. You know, it's hard to keep going. It, it and, is. And and you did that.
0: It is. And I remember it was September 11th. It was on a Wednesday. We were only doing Wednesdays at one point. I
3: remember.
1: Yeah.
0: So, but we, I was getting so booked like three I had three months of all Wednesdays and I'm thinking dude I get I'm getting more people I need to open up a Sunday so that's when we started got the ball rolling and now we opened up a Friday for the Freaky Tales podcast for sure. you know but uh other than that man it's good to see you it's always good to hang out with you we've been friends for a long time uh we've done many shows together whether I was DJing or whether producing uh, you know in the studio but we've always uh kept in contact and um I'm thankful for that. I know there, brother. the last time we had talked, uh, I remember that we had talked about you yours and your brother's relationship. Yeah. But since then, yeah, things have gone great.
3: Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh you know, it was a family emergency yeah. that happened to one of our parents. And I think that's really what brought us together again as as bros and He had caught the, he had caught a uh, Uber from the Raider game Mm -hmm. to the hospital and he needed a ride to go to his homie's house after the hospital. And I offered to give him a ride, you know, and he said, okay, I'll take that ride. You know, me and him always. And, uh, and that was what it was, man. Uh, On the way there, we both apologized to each other and And we drank some beers and and it was just beautiful, man.
0: That's a good thing. And I I just wanted to give people an update on that because that's good news. And I like to spread good news. People are quick to spread bad news. I want to be opposite. I want to be different. And I just want to shine light on, you know, good things. Sure. But other than that, man, uh, I know it's Wednesday, but how was your weekend? How has Mellow Man Ace been spending his weekends uh, uh, during this pandemic?
3: A lot of golf, bro. Um, a lot of golf, and, and now that we got the wine thing going on, <clears throat> just filling orders and trying to stay above the demand, in front of the demand. And, um, you know, the whole since the whole pandemic started, I haven't sat down, you know. Right. Even if I had to drive like an hour away to go play some golf, right? I had to do it for my own sanity, you right. know what I mean? So it hasn't sat me down one bit, you know, shooting music videos, and doing stuff with my man Condor now. And so we just stay doing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I think it's helped with my creativity, to be honest with you yeah. all. Because I wasn't really in a writing mode, you know, until mm-hmm. I met Condor. And he, and he said, let's do it like this. And, um, you know, he sent me some beats that that, that got me open to doing some other things that I, I had been neglecting. Yeah. In terms of making songs that had radio potential and all these other things. You know, just mostly doing records like Divine Thoughts or So Rough, So Tough with a message, you know, about police brutality and all the stuff that was going on. I forgot about, you know, my other fan base that just wants to hear some good radio music. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what we're doing. And you know how this game is, Tone. You can't please everybody on one record. Right. So it's going to be some people that's going to be like, nah, that ain't it. Or there's going to be some people that's going to be like, I love that shit. It's different. You know I mean? yeah. You know, yeah. It's
0: different from what I heard when other people want to say, no, I want to hear the mentirosa. I get that too. Yeah. But like you said, you're not going to be able to make everyone happy.
3: And Yeah. You, you know, can't do it. You can't do it. I can't do it here.
0: I can only interview one or two people at a time.
3: Yeah. You know. You
0: can't but, please them all. You know what? Um, other than... And I'm not going to try. So No. But other than that, now... Um, You do a lot of golfing. I see a lot of pictures where you take pictures with uh, uh, Rodney O, Arabian Prince, sometimes even Alonzo. So are they always out there on the golf course? They're
3: not always out there. And, you know, we play different tournaments and we do different, you know, golf courses. But sometimes it lines up to where you can play a good round 18 holes with, you know, somebody like that. Like the last guy I got out there like that with was Arabian Prince. And he's a really good golfer. Okay. You know he ain't fucking around, bro. Like, he got some real shots in his bag. Okay. You know, and so you know, uh, it lines up like that every once in a while. And Alonzo, the OG, he has his own found, like his own golf uh, tournament. Okay. For his, um, I believe it's a uh, what do you call that shit uh, when you have like testicular cancer?
0: Okay, I, I see what you're saying. It's like a fundraising maybe? It's a fun
3: a fundraiser. Tournament? Slash tournament for, yeah, for people who have defeated testicular cancer and shit like okay. that. So I played that one last year. This year, I don't think because of the COVID he'll yeah. be able to do it, but he's a great golfer too. And you got guys like, you know, Drez of Black Sheep. He's an avid golfer. You got guys like Coolio. He's an avid golfer. Kid Frost, when he was in, in good health, he was an avid golfer. So it's a, it's a few of us, you know what I mean? Okay. They get down and, and it's kind of widespread, but when you can get with one of the guys like that, man, it's always a beautiful time, because we can talk hip hop and we can talk golf at the same time.
0: Yeah, wow. yeah, good, good. I never got into golf. I would like to try to just to go out to just so I could see. The yeah. part of I went was miniature golf,
3: okay? Not right the there, same shit, not, right the, same. <laughs> not <laughs> the same. Not the same, not the same. Now,
0: now, I know you played baseball and I know you were good, okay? Yeah. Can you say the same now about your golfing?
3: Nah, nah. I mean, golf is a sport. Like, if you if you're not playing every day, you're gonna you're you're gonna suck the majority of the time. Okay, you know what I mean. Like, if you're not in on that Tiger Woods level doing this shit to get paid consistently every day, you you know. I but then again, I know guys who don't play that much and are really good still, and and they'll hit you know high seventies, mid to you know mid to high seventies. Right which is a great score for an amateur golfer. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm more like 85, 89 on bad days. I'm 93 in there like that. You know what I mean? Okay. When I don't bring my A game. You know what I mean? Okay. But I hold my own and I hit some nice shots throughout the course of the day. And I've been on a lot of tournaments, the 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 Latino Chamber of Commerce tournament. I've done uh, other ones, uh, like I just did the Joe SoCal tournament. Joe SoCal Tournament up in Thousand Oaks at, at Sherwood. Probably the most prestige tournament I've been in. Okay. And uh, I sucked that day. I didn't bring it. I'll be honest with you. But I won a whole lot of shit, though. Okay. I won a lot of fucking gifts. That's dope. And That's dope. Yeah. The closer that I've ever gotten to um,
0: golfing was watching Caddyshack. That's Oh, the- <laughs> man.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: Now, you know what, Um, I did an interview here not too long ago, and to me, these kind of interviews, believe it or not, give me emotional, because uh, to be able to sit in front of like my idols, for an example, I did Joe Cooley uh, uh, interview. I watched it. And I did Tony G. I watched it. And I asked a lot of questions, not only that fans wanted to hear, or I believed would be intrigued to want to hear, but I also asked a lot of personal stuff for me. For sure you know when I saw him you know reenact tick, tick, baby, tick, dun, 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 like that's DJ talk to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And and um so when he spoke about Frost and he spoke about you and um he I I spoke highly of him. Though you three to me and it's just not my opinion, it's just facts. Yeah. That is the foundation of what people
3: uh call chicano rap today absolutely i mean that's not a, even a question
0: right now um of course i had heard of frost in the late 80s with um, uh rough cuts and he had another song called terminator on independent record labels sure but and then i heard you uh on delicious with Pingon. yeah and i think the english version was let's do this correct and I remember there was a guy named Marcus. He was he was good friends with uh, Mr. Cartoon at the Rodium Swami. And I every week I would go and pick up my daily, you know, twenty records from Steve. You know, doubles of everything. And I remember Steve put your record, and he said, "You're going to want to listen to this one." That's what he said. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, okay." And then I remember Marcus, my friend. They call him Flair. He said, uh, "Is that the one where the guy raps on all in Spanish?" And he said, Me prendió, like, Se me prendió el foco, like, What the hell? What? Like, it's almost like we were waiting for somebody to kick open the door and to rap in our language, if you will. Okay. Yeah. So I took it home, and again, Cuando entro la casa, esto es lo que pasa, empiezo a gozar con toda la raza. Absolutely. First time that I ever heard that word, la raza, ever on a song. And that's not to take away from. No, La Raza no, no, from Frost.
3: We're not. We're not. But
0: I'm just stating my experience with that song. Because I was... mean,
3: Frost will tell you himself. The first time he heard Spanish rap was Mellow Man Ace. Yeah. He'll tell you that himself. Yeah. Um, so I, I I can't even tell you, and I and I probably right in saying that that's not where he got the idea for La Raza. Right, right, okay? right. First of all, so but yeah, I mean, he'll tell you himself, and he's proud of saying that. You know, yeah. he gets credit where credit is due. Right. And so, you know, that's my boy, man. We go back a long time. Good. And,
0: and, and I'm glad you shared that because uh, uh, I'm not trying. Because your record was, was done in 88.
3: 87. Okay, 87.
0: Yeah. And La Raza came out in 1990. So not not to try to say that La Raza w- wasn't the first I'm just stating that that's the first time I heard it. For sure, no, you no, know, no. We're, we,
3: the, I think the fans know too. Okay, those that were there, they they know the deal. Right. You know, they know the time. And 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 so it's like it, it, it's when you look at those records, they have release dates on them and mm-hmm. re- stamped right on the label. You right. know, and I think the the right fans that have those records, they they know what time it is.
0: So, I said that to state that I have been a Metal Maniac fan before I had ever met you.
3: You've always said that,
0: and um. I remember knowing Julio so when we were teenagers, Julio G. I knew he knew you. So I would always call Julio. What is he working on? What is he working yeah. on? And, and that's the God's honest truth. For what, what is you, uh, we're going to be at the <clears> rodeo <throat> this week. So I remember I showed up to the rodeo. He didn't come. Steve gave him my records. Now I'm leaving. And I see you guys that you're coming. And I see Julio. And I want him to introduce me to you because I'm so proud of that Must Being Gone record. Sure. So uh, I go, hey, so who's that right there? Oh, oh that's Melo. But that's all he said. And yep. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I really wanted to, you know, como estás, you know? For sure, for sure. But that was it. Then your record came out. Oh, of course, Rhyme Fighter. I was already a fan of Hip Hop Creature, uh, um, Rhyme Fighter. And then um, the album drops. Yeah. Mentirosa drops. And then it just explodes. It explodes, you know. It, er- everybody knew. Frost comes out. Mellow Mayonnaise comes out. You know, Latinos are blooming, if you will. Absolutely. You guys kicked open the door. Now, let's jump over 30 years now. Where are those songs today? The, the Sunday Afternoons, the Mentirosas, the Razas songs. These songs have we stood the,
3: the, the, the test of time.
0: The test of time. Yeah. Today we have more Latinos rapping, What do you want to call them, Chicanos, whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Where are those classics at today? And I
3: don't even know if I could even put it in the right... No, you're saying it right. You you're, you're asking, how come we don't know any more classics in genre or right. from Latinos? And I think that's a great question. And it depends on who you ask because our opinions are like assholes and everybody's got one, right? Yeah. Um, my reply is, I don't know. Same here. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. I think, you know, um, Baby Bash, Cyclone. Mm-hmm fits Mm -hmm. in that category, Mm -hmm. Um, of course, you know, Cypress Hill High could kill a man, but that was 30 years ago. So uh, I don't know, maybe Fat Joe's Lean Back, but it wasn't in Spanish. Right. So if we're categorizing in that sense of the word, uh, I mean, (laughs) that's a great question. Yeah. You know, you pose a great question.
0: Today, you can line up Chicano rappers that are famous on social media. Yeah very very famous facts and and it looks like they're all living in beverly hills somewhere yeah okay but i couldn't name you a song if you would ask me about this individual facts or this individual facts but yet i could sing you the baby shark song
3: (laughs) i don't even know yeah (laughs) yeah okay
0: i could you know Uh. uh, i forgot who even sings that damn song but you know uh, there's just no songs out there yet the door's more open now.
3: Yeah. But th- th- these classes. Well, I think, too, we have to remember that radio is a very funny place and probably the ugliest place for it, for us in the music industry. What I mean by that is the pay-to-play payola scam, right? Yeah. Where, art- where labels were paying radio stations to play records, right? Right. Nowadays, guys will use a trap money to get in on radio, lock it down, because they don't really have like that kind of mainstay of a a record. And next month or or next year, they'll do it again and have their next song on. Uh, I think we have to remember that it's a different time, right? of course. It's a different time, and and the playing field ain't level. You don't have the versatility at radio that you had when we were young. We was coming up and doing our thing, making records. What I mean by that is... Back then, you can hear a Public Enemy record with a Kid Frost record after it or Milli Vanilli after that, Janet Jackson, and then Mellow Mayonnaise, you know, it was that versatile. The playing field was level. And over the years, they have unleveled that playing field to where now it's just, this is what you're going to get all the time. We don't want you to change the channel to go see what other stations are doing. So we're just going to bombard you and bombard you with this shit around the clock. We'll play the same 12 records so that right. you never change the channel. And I think that's where the, and then the mix show DJ was pulled out of those, out of those right. shows. So if you remember the Friday night shows that you guys were on, yeah, that kept a whole different crowd tuned into to the who was cutting and why the DJ was a valuable and viable part of hip hop. Yes. Right. You pull that out of there, and then you keep adding the same 12 songs in that same rotation. Now nobody goes to check the other station to see what DJs was doing over there. Right. And I think if you're thinking about dollars and cents, great. But that's not what this was supposed to be about. Right. Right. And I think that's where the the culture suffers and the business of it as well.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm glad you brought up that uh, pay for play because now promoters are doing that to artists. You want to perform, you got
3: to sell these tickets. Yeah, that's been going on for about 10, 15 years, okay. if not more. See, when we came up, we didn't, at least I never experienced none of that. No, I didn't either. We had what was called ASCAP showcases. Yeah. K-Day 1580, K-Day yeah. was doing showcases. And that's the circuit that myself came uh, and Cypress Hill came through with Lisa Canning and Greg Mack, uh, the other guy, Russ Parr. All these guys, Curtis Harmon, they would have these showcase shows, yeah. right? And you'd battle against other groups and rappers from the whole city. And whoever was the best one won something or you got a record deal or whatever. So on every any given Friday, we were battling against the next hot kid from South Central or or, or Long Beach or wherever it was. And now it's like you just got to pay. I know.
0: Yeah. Well, and because, let's be honest,
3: rappers come a dime doesn't know. Well, yeah, the property value has gone down for sure. You know what I mean? Back in our time, you know, if you were a rapper, motherfuckers were like, holy shit, you're a rapper? Yes. Now you tell a motherfucker you're a rapper, you're like, oh, yeah, so is my grandmother. You yeah, know what yeah. I
0: mean? You tell a girl that you're a rapper and she'll roll her eyes, bro.
3: Yeah. So now I just say I'm a hip-hop legend and there's very few <laughs> of those. So it's like, oh, shit, you must have done very well and people ask you shit, you know? Yeah. So. yeah.
0: Well, you know what? Uh, there was a picture that we used for a flyer of you where you're holding up uh, gold and platinum. Yeah. Yeah records. Can you share a little bit about that for possibly today's generation that either are fans of yours that didn't know you, if you received those, or for new generations that don't know possibly what a plaque is?
3: Sure. A gold record was a plaque, sort of like a trophy that your record company got you after you sold a certain amount of, of records. Back then, we called them units, right? Physical CDs, records, tapes, and whatnot. And uh, so gold was 500000 so half a million, yeah. and platinum was a million. Yeah. And I've been lucky enough to win both, or not to win, but to get both. And to, uh, I, I'm actually the first rapper to get a gold record out of Mexico. Back in 1990, myself. Because I was the cu- only rapper really hitting those kind of numbers right. at that time. Yeah, y eres Cubano. Y soy Cubano, absolutely.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, as a Cuban winning gold in Mexico, that was awesome.
0: It, and, and that's why I was, if you will, giving Tony G his flowers. Uh, uh, because he came up with that sound.
3: Yeah, he you did. Know, you know, and he yeah. said,
0: we did that on purpose. We wanted to make a statement, you know?
3: Yeah. Well the Gone was done by the Dust Brothers who yes. later on produced the Beastie Boys and, and, and then Mentirosa was, and, and, and Rhyme Fighter and those other records were done by Tony G. And so, but yeah, he, he really handcrafted that style, that sound. And, yeah. you know, we wanted to bring something that was representative of our culture in the way we grew up, East LA, Southgate, you know right. what I mean, Huntington Park, Bell, um, El Monte, and all that. So it was what do we listen to? Well, we listened to records like Tierra growing up. We listened to who didn't hear who doesn't who didn't listen to Malo, who didn't listen to Carlos Santana, right? Right. So that was how we put our sound down. And Tony handcrafted that. We it was our job to find the lyric and the wordplay to go to it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Because I remember you guys did uh, "Rhine Fighter," and that was a uh, war of galaxy.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dope,
0: dope ass song. One of my favorite songs too. So when I heard it on there, it was Su- Superman, Batman. That yeah, yeah, was, he
3: killed that shit. That he shit killed. was hard,
0: man. That shit was hard. So, yeah. but I, but I had to bring that up because I liked. I wanted to give you your flowers here on Rodian Radio, and pretty much say that you know what, uh, thank you for opening the door for a lot of
3: us Latinos who didn't even know that it all goes back to you, Tony, and even Frost. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. That means a lot because, you know, as, as the days pass and the months and the years, you know, it's easy to forget, you know, where it all came from. Yeah. And without a lane like Rhodium Radio, for real, you know, some people would never get that unless they're watching a YouTube video from a past interview or whatever, but, um But yeah, man, I mean, to be at that place at that time, you know, to be a forefather, a founding father of what it is that you see today, it brings me a lot of joy, man, to see that, you know, today guys are still waking up rapping with my bilingual style, you know what I mean? And it built a foundation for people to eat and and, and be able to pay their bills. And and it coexists in the hip hop culture, you know, in the rap market, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, after you, I would probably say the other guys that really, really impressed me uh, when it came to rapping in Spanish were the Mexicans. Yeah. You know, Simple, mm-hmm. capital I, man. Sure. I had them. I had the pleasure and honor to, to have them here and interview them. I
3: saw that show. Yeah.
0: yeah and um, you know what? I It was you. And then I have to say it was them that just like, wow.
3: Yeah. I, I Honestly, for me, I can honestly tell you what? that that Simple was way more um, stylistic than I was. I was right at you, aggressive. That was my style. Um, I came from the school of Run DMC, LL, and and niggas that was shouting on the mic, you Mm -hmm. you know, all that type of shit. Melly Mel and them dudes. Whereas Sinful hears me and he probably goes, okay, I could do it this way. Yeah. Right, you know, and now we're infecting other kids with the virus of, of what it was. Right. So it, it's easier now. You know, I won't say it was easier, but it was easier to to formulate your own thing around and be and still be original with it. Right. right. So right. and I think his not just his styles, but his his Spanish dialect, <laughs> his his degree level of of the Spanish language was far greater than mine. You know, far greater than mine
0: uh, I told him I said dude You translated words That I didn't know Were translatable You know in Spanish <laughs> right, right You know But um, l- l- Let me say this There was um, f- Oh, First of all When you said I'm coming right at you You know For people that Say nah, I didn't hear that In your song Go listen to a song Called Hip Hop Creature And you'll end Every verse with Hurrah Yeah I remember that Yeah you know? yeah I I mean because That was my shit you know
3: yeah so i mean we're talking about 1987 88 89 shit was mad different yes you know yes
0: yes so now i'm gonna say something that um i want people to go and do their homework okay i believe mellow i believe because again you came out with classics like must be going rhyme fighter mentirosa uh um welcome to my groove which was the so house, the house song, heads yeah which was the house song uh you showed versatility in all of those songs, okay? Yeah. I've always said this, because people have asked me, who's the best rapper you ever worked with? I said, I don't know about the best, but the most versatile rapper that I've ever worked with, by hands down, has to be Melo Man Ace. And then I'm going to go ahead and make the statement. The only reason uh, uh, Pitbull, much love, much respect to him, has been successful because he took the blueprint of Melo Man Ace and ran with it. I agree. He even took a song I and agree. he called it Mentirosa. He sure did, yeah. You know,
3: the, I mean, it's the proof is in the pudding. You know what I mean? You can see kind of the growth of the culture and and what it is within those records, you know, and it's hard to deny. I don't know that he's trying to run from it, but right. every time I see him, he runs from me. So <laughs> uh, maybe he thinks I'm going to jam him up or shake him upside down for some royalty money or right. something. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, that's the way it, I guess. The cookie crumbles, I guess, right? <laughs> or the way the story goes. I mean, <clears throat> much success, you know, to him and right. what he's doing. But yeah, he took the blueprint, gave it a new twist, yeah. put a suit on it, you know, and put Simon a suit Pratt? on it. Yeah, and signed on a dotted line. So yeah,
0: yeah. Um, before we go to break, we got a couple of minutes because uh, we're gonna get into your new song when you come back. Um, what do you think? I don't even want. I don't even know if I could even call it hip hop. But what do you think about the state of music today as far as rap is concerned?
3: Sure. You know what? I, if you know where to look for it, you're going to find some really dope shit still. Okay. Uh, my son is always banging some stuff where he's trying to do a little remix in the studio at home. And I'll hear some shit and I'll go, who's that? And he'll turn me on to the original record. And I discovered a kid recently. His name is Benno Rido. Okay, B- Benno Rido. I was like, what type of name is that? I don't know, featuring some cat named Blast, right? And this shit was so hot, called Brand New. The song is called Brand New. I was loving that shit. And there's so many things like that, you know? There's so many instances like that because I know where to look. I'm tapped in right, to the frequency. My son is 24. I'm 53. But I still know dope shit when yeah. I hear it, You right? don't lose that ear. No, I didn't lose the ear. And then you got cats like Joey Badass that I like, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Guys like that. And to a certain degree, before I started to learn more about his his preferences and his personal shit was was Tyler, the creator. I really liked some of his early shit before I knew everything that we all know now, you know, because I I don't rock like that. Right. Uh, But, uh, (laughs) you know, but if you're looking in the right areas, you're going to find some dope shit. I think today there's a lot of talent out there. And most of it will never be heard because we go back to what we first said earlier on in this conversation is there's only 12 fucking songs being played all day. Yeah. Right. right. So unless somebody turns you on to some shit, you'll never know. The masses will never know. And that's that's where I talk about the level playing field and how unlevel it is now, because some local talent or maybe some kid down in, in Illinois will never be heard. Because that playing field has a lock on it, right? Yeah, and correct. and the, the gate is closed. It's a club and you ain't in it type of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, well last question. Does um, Last question before we go to break. Does Mellow Ace listen to the radio today for rap?
3: I do. Okay. I do. I Only do. because my man Condor has me open to like a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Okay. And And I don't think he even knows that. I'm listening to it just to see what's out there and see what kind of things we can accomplish with this new project. Right. You know, and, and I think that the next record that we do called One Dollar is really going to shock some motherfuckers, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, we'll definitely speak on that. Maybe if you want care to elaborate after, but we definitely want to get into the uh, uh, Mellow Man feature featuring MC Magic song when we get back and let everybody know where they can see it, what it's all about, what inspired that song, et cetera. For sure. So, okay, everybody, uh, once again, Mellow was here 87 87 interviews ago today's episode 88 so make sure you guys go get yourself some popcorn a couple of modelos get your lady in a string and a bra and uh sit her ass on the couch and we'll be back in 10 minutes because it's about to get spicy so we'll talk soon welcome back everybody to Rodian radio episode 88 you know when Rodian radio is popping the pannins are dropping okay move her pannins to the side and what's the other part john and enjoy the ride okay Okay, we're back with Mellow Man Ace. And uh, go ahead and uh, slide him over here, brother. Mellow Man Ace in the motherfucking building. Am I mellow? (laughs) Am I
3: mad? Just get on the mic and do the best you can.
0: Now, I'm going to ask you a question Uh, uh, because I want to know what was it inside of you, man, that um, uh, started that fire or the boldness to be able to say, fuck it, I'm going to rap in Spanish when nobody else was doing it? You know, now yeah. I, I I know the story about the first cat. You know that you heard rapping in Spanish where he, he said a couple of words. Yeah, but for you to say, you know what, I'm just gonna go ahead, knock out a whole fucking song. You know, it I could fall dead flat on my
3: face. Yeah, or this shit could take off. You want me to really tell you the truth? Yes. Okay. Ever since I came from Cuba, I I never really. A uh, People are going to probably hate me for this, but I never really fully gave myself into the whole L.A. thing. You okay. know, I stay true to me. Right? right. I'm a Cuban guy. I have adapted some manners, uh, some words from my surroundings. But at the end of the day, when I go home to mom and pops, I got to talk to them. Yes. Right. And I can't go in there all, you know, either yo, yo, yo or, you know, you are my, you know, <laughs> who the fuck are you today? You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I just kept a Cuban, and and I think because there was two Cuban clubs where I grew up in Southgate that we could go to, it was easy to just stay me, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, and I think that's that's what, what the, the whole passion about that was, was to give them something, especially this one club that we used to crazy wild out at, you know? we talking about we get skied in the bathroom and mm. and just do beastie boy shit and pop bottles all over each other and do dumb shit. Um, and, and just the desire to give those Cuban people something. I just said, fuck it. I'm going to rap in Spanish to them in their own shit, in their own dialogue. All that type of shit. And they ate that shit up. And when I, when I saw the response, Especially when the elder people would, you know, drop off their kids and they'd hear the rap from the outside. They'd go back and call my mom on Sunday. Could I can't believe your son was saying these bad words and binga all over the fucking microphone. And it was a disgrace. So
1: say all. binga.
3: And I knew like, okay, if they hate it, then I'm on to something. If the older people hate it, but the younger people are loving it, right. then let's just keep doing it.
0: No, I, I was definitely loving it. I remember two things that I learned from you. Oye, brother. Okay, that was one, and then uh, black beans. Yeah, you, you were the first guy I remember when I, I, you invited me over to your to your mother. I still remember your mother's name, Nieves. Yes. Okay, and you guys had black beans, white rice, and stuff Absolutely. like that. Absolutely, really, really good. So I I enjoyed that. So I, I I ate something new, and I love different types of food. Now, um, I just thought that the boldness and the the dope audacity that you had, like fuck it, let's just do it. See, I love different. And that's what Havoc was talking about earlier. Like, we don't want two Drakes. Yeah. We don't want to easy ease. We don't want to,
3: you know. You know, that's true to an extent. I mean, we but we talked about pit bull. Yeah. And Latinos didn't see right through that shit. I'm back here going, Y'all don't see this motherfucker biting my whole style? No. Cuban or not. Cause we came from a class of school where biting was not allowed. Was not allowed. Was not allowed. Then we get into the early two thousands and all of a sudden biting is trending. You know? Well, it's just like snitching is into the Yeah, like is that where really where we're at? Yeah. You know? Sad it's to it's say a goddamn shame. Goddamn yeah. Shame. Dudes
0: could snitch and come out and the street code is gone. <clears throat> yeah.
3: Yeah. You know. And and even the, the music code is gone. Yeah, that's gone. You know? The old guys have either cashed out or died. And and yeah. now it's us, the in-between school that are considered the ogs and and the legends and the pioneers and whatnot and that's cool but you know there's certain things that we have to respect about the game about how we came up and if you're not about that shit you know it'll be easy to see yeah it'll be easy to see because even though being a black latino like i am and i and i'm both you know yeah uh, i have that versatility where i can go in a black community get love. I can go into the Latino community and get love. I'm both. And I don't deny either one. And I don't play favorites for either one. I can see some bullshit coming from a Puerto Rican, Mexican, Dominican, or, or a brother, a nigga. You know what I mean? And I can call that shit out on the fence and be like, nah, my nigga, you're wrong off of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it's like, a lot of people don't understand what that kind of position means. Yeah. And some people like, if I use the word nigga, a Raza homeboy might be like, ah, Charlie, homie. You know, he's using the <laughs> word, dog, you know. But then I'm over here, no manches way. You know what I mean? Manches. When I drop a no manches way, they're like, oh, shit, he's still with us. It's not that I'm with you or them. I'm both of you. Yes. And and that's the hard part, the hardest part about being mellow man ace or a, a black Latino, a black sican or a black cute, whatever it is, Dominican that's black uh, skin like myself. I think that's the hardest part. We're not trying to fit into anywhere. We're just down with everything. Yeah. We're down with you, we're down with it, yeah. with them. We're down with everybody. And I think that's that's the part that has been the hardest part, the tightest rope to walk, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, it's, it's funny, man. Uh, one of the things that I admired about you, you said this, and I think you still have the VHS tape, when you were on Christina. Yeah. Okay. I saw you say something because I was watching my mom. Told me, mira, aquí está Melo Maneis. That's what she said. the in Cristina. So I come out of my room and you're on Cristina. I remember you're chilling. You know, like you're on top of the world, don't you? Yeah. And then uh, you said, a veces me siento como mexicano. En Cristina, goes, ¿por qué te sientes como mexicano? Porque me gustan los burritos y tacos. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. So when I started hanging out with you, late night after studio sessions, we go to Tacos, Mexico. Absolutely you know yeah. and, and grub you know yes. i think we actually ate more mexican food together than we actually ate
3: probably- i eat more mexican food than cuban food on a regular basis yeah like that's more routine you know what i mean yeah because cuban food it takes you know a long time to to cook and it's there's more mexican restaurants than cuban <laughs> restaurants in la so let's face that
0: yeah yeah so now um you got to you you got a heater right now with MC Magic. I was at your video shoot, and there was a bunch of cachetas there. We already know what that is. So, um, uh, what inspired that song? What made you say you know what? Voy a hacer una canción con MC Magic. How did that hook up? How did you guys team up? What happened?
3: That's a good question, and and this is where I give my man Condor some props because he he sent me that beat and I did a different song to it and he hated it.
1: Oh, he told and he you was
3: that. a new guy. Right. And he told me, I hate that fucking shit, just like that. And I, I'm like, there's only w- two ways that could go. is fuck you, homeboy, or le- let me listen to him. Right, Maybe right. he's telling me to step my shit up, and I'm just so full of myself that I'm not hearing him. So instead of being so full of myself and not hearing him, I said, let me hear, okay, what do you want? And he said, come with that Chicano shit. Everybody took their style from you, give it right back to him. I said, I can dig that. I can fuck with that. So that's what I did. Right. And the the fact that he had the balls to tell me that, that's how you know a real producer. Right. A real producer ain't going to let you get away with some shit. Right. Somebody who's just trying to be like, is happy that you're there and you're working with them. Yeah, that's dope. That's cool. Yeah, whatever, right? <laughs> but a real motherfucker tell you, nah, I don't like that shit. Go back. Do right. something else. I ain't feeling that shit. And that's right. what he did, and I think that's what brought forth that type of of song because he he wanted to hear something specifically generated to to the Latino demographic, something mm-hmm. like "Mentirosa" without having to be fully bilingual or, right. you know, with a catchy uh, r- r- old loop sample. or yeah. sample or whatnot. And I think that's that's what really drove me to that. And then the video, I tapped in with Magic. And he was, like, so, like, yeah, homeboy, let's do it, yeah. you know? Which I've never really gotten at him about doing anything. But when I did, he was like, yo, what do you need? You know? I said, we need a hook. And he said, I'm down. We flew him to track, and he jumped right on it. I think that same night, right? That same night, he jumped right on it, and he sent it back. Um, I think our, our, our girl Abby and myself kind of came up with the wording and magic just did his magic on there, sprinkled it off with that talk box, and and that's what you get.
0: That's dope. Man, that's dope. For the people that may not know what song we're talking about, what is the name of the song?
3: The name of the song is called Summertime, and it's available on uh, all platforms right now. You can see the video on YouTube, and we want Rasa to really get behind that and really bump the views up. Go check it out, um, you know. And and I'm just happy that a lot of the the people that are in the video were all willing to work during the pandemic. Yes. You know, yes. and all the girls that you see, they came to work. They were very professional. And they got in front of the camera and they did that thing. And I'm just happy that that many people came together. Because it's hard to find so many people that are down to work during COVID-19. Right. And then you get so many people that are collectively in the same frame of mind, although you never talk about it, and they all showed up to work that day.
1: Yeah.
3: You know? Yeah. I think the only guys that I saw wearing a mask was the guys shooting the video. Me? I had a mask on, too, yeah. for most of the video. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it, it was work. It was a good day's work. We put in a lot of...
0: It turned out good. Man.
3: A lot of time. You know, you were there.
0: Yeah, you know. it turned out good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time. I know we had to come back that day. I think uh, we had our royalty. That was almost That's a right. six-hour interview
3: yeah i watched like 17 hours of that and then i had to tap out <laughs> when you guys were going in i was like okay i'm getting it's bedtime it's bedtime yeah
0: yeah well hopefully maybe we don't know there might be a part two so yeah i'll leave it at that i won't say i, I when. was happy
3: to see that he could get you that open you know what i mean right like wow this how good does he know this guy because i've known tony a for fucking 30 years just about and he we've never been that open you know it's funny
0: okay i met him on the phone since the late 90s. Yeah. Okay. And we just kept in contact through the phone. But that was the first time I ever met him. Yeah. But I will say this about Royal. At least talking to him and meeting him. He's kept it 100 with me. And uh, he blessed us with gifts, with food. You know, he showed me hospitality in my place. You know, he brought an entire truck of guy to do mariscos. uh de camarón, ostiones, aguachiles, tostadas de ceviche. Everything you wanted, he brought it. And he goes, see, when you come, you have to bring your your uh the host gifts, you know? Yeah, okay. So and that's what respect. I want to kind what respect. I want to get into. You brought a gift too for the people to see La Botella. I did. Yeah. Uh, um c- can we talk a little bit about? Can you set that up before you show them? Uh what inspired that? Um what can people You're get? talking
3: about the wine, yes. the mellow merlot um yes. that that I have right now. Um thank you. Um, The Mellow Merlot, right? I don't know if you Um, wanted to get into that just yet or... Yeah, yeah, we can get into it. Okay. Product placement right there. And then we'll pull it out there like that there. Uh, Okay. Mellow Merlot. Yeah. uh, Me and Rodney O got booked for um, New Year's, this last New Year's, out in in Napa Valley. Uh Uh-huh. And um, on our way there... I wasn't even thinking about, a, you know, starting a a wine company or anything like that. I was about just let me go do my show, get my chips and chill. But as you know, after, after my set, I asked the promoter for a glass of wine because a lot of people don't know because I didn't put it on social media. I had heart surgery in um, 2017 in December. Yeah. And so my doctors were like, if you're going to keep drinking, which I, you know, I'm having a shot right now, but right. he don't need to know this. But he said, if you're going to drink, drink a red wine, you know? And so I, was, I always kept that in the back of my mind, but I didn't think like, okay, I can start a company, right. you know? And so after that, I, I after my set, I asked the promoter for a glass of wine and he kind of tripped. He was like, I thought you rappers drank Hennessy and fucking Carvassier and all this type of shit. I'm like... Cool, but I want some wine, bro. And I also play golf, you know, and I'm still about my people. How about that? And he was like, okay, okay, you know, a glass of wine it is. And so he brought me my glass of wine and he said, you know, you should think about starting your own brand of wine or whatever, right? Create a wine. Right. He said E-40 got one. I was like, okay, cool, cool. I didn't think anything of it. So then on my way back to L.A. the next day, I was driving through the wineries, you know, and, and, and going through them. I was like, man, this shit is some other shit here, you yeah. know? And I know, I, I think my man, um, DJ Muggs, has a winery out there somewhere. I don't know. Let's keep hearing about it.
1: Yeah.
3: And, um, and so I was like, okay, all right. I, I had an idea. It's, it's starting to open up to it. And then before the COVID hit, he would send me you know little pamphlets of information to my phone and here go look at this link pop up it's a pamphlet about some wine shit you know then i saw a a espn show or other on drew bledsoe the ex-quarterback he had his own winery no shit his own vineyard right Hmm. and i'm like this shit is starting to talk to me and so then i got he he put me in contact with the guy down in inglewood who was his guy um, my Napa guy. And next thing you know, he's got me trying wine. Like, do you like this? And I'm like, nah, but I still wasn't thinking like, cause I'm thinking money wise. Can I afford to put this together? Right. Yeah. Do I want to dump so much money into something, you know, right. thinking that that's the only way to do it. Right. And um, lo and behold, once I, I like this one wine, which is actually the one I'm drink that I, that I bottled up for myself I really loved it, and I was like, yo, this shit is good. I can drink this, and my doctor will be happy about it, you know? <clears throat> and so, lo and behold, I, I invested some money, and the demand from the fans and the people who have bought it, return customers as of two weeks ago has been amazing to the point where now I have five restaurants in Napa Valley who carry the wine. It's awesome. Zendejas Restaurant in San Dimas as well, which is where I'm going to have the party September 12th for the launch, the actual launch party of the wine.
0: As a matter of fact, I just posted that on Facebook.
3: Thank you, brother. I saw that. And
0: people were commenting like, cool, thanks or whatever. So what is that? Is that a party? Is that a restaurant? What can people expect if they do go?
3: Well, it's the launch party for the wine. Okay. You know what I mean? I started a company, I trademarked it. It's called Havana Wines, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And Havana Wines produces Mellow Merlot. And we're working on a Moscato right now oh. as well. So um my live ended. So all right, whatever. So um, so now we're working on the Moscato too. So it's growing so fast that I couldn't keep up with the demand, hmm. right? And so now we're 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 gonna start talking about deals. Uh, you know, retail stores and all that kind of stuff down in Napa. Right. Next week, I have a meeting with those guys out there, and and we'll have those kind of dialogues, you know. So it's just, it's been a very organic thing where I took a risk. It's working, you oh, know, yeah. it's working right now. And and I'm proud of it, man. You know, I'm proud of it.
0: That's dope, man. Well, so am I. I'm glad it's working out. Uh, maybe that will inspire me to start my own Tonquila,
3: there you, you go. You know what I'm saying? You, you never you know. You never know, dog. You know? You technical. got a great following here on, on Rhodium Radio. Who doesn't these, like these tequila? Fans.
0: Just, you know, tone and then we'll, we'll capitalize the A at the very end tequila. Tonquila. I just, I just freestyle that. I'm not I'm not a freestylist, but I just freestyle that, Melo. Uh, um, <coughs> you did great. You did great. So now, uh, very quickly, what can people expect? Well-
3: we're gonna encourage them to go to your YouTube page. What's your YouTube page where you can see that video? The YouTube is uh Mellow Man HTV. tv okay. I believe it is. Yeah. And you can watch it there. Um, check out the video. We need we need people we need our people to get behind it. Yeah. Black and brown. Um, white, Samoan, do the humpty hump. You know what I right. mean? We need everybody to get behind it. Because we're not we're not gonna play the radio game. Right. You know, we're not just gonna go, okay, here Los Angeles, here's $50,000, put it in those 12 songs that you play. We're not going to play that game. We expect the people to, our people to gravitate to it, take it as their own, play it at your parties, your quinceaneras, your birthdays, right, and and enjoy that Cali summertime joint.
0: That's dope. I enjoyed being in the video. I remember that day I was out in the sun the whole time watching. And by the time I came back to do like almost a six hour interview,
3: I was wore out, man. I believe it. I, I, I was wore out. No, it was a good day, man. It was a good day. Now,
0: uh, um, I know you... Uh, can the public expect more Mellow mayonnaise material as far as music is concerned
3: this year? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, we got in September... September 5th, we'll be shooting a new video for the new song called $1. Okay. And I can't say much more than that because some motherfuckers okay. out here are hard up for good ideas. So I'm not going to say what it's about but don't buy your shit, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm used to that though. They've been doing that since you day know, one, since day one, but I'm not going to say much more than that. You know? Uh, okay. Look at, we, we started Freaky Tales. We haven't even started. Oh, we, and we, it's we. featuring money B from digital underground dope. produced by my man, Condor.
0: Dope, dope. um, we started this Freaky Tales thing. We go live Friday. I had a guy hit me up two days ago. Hey, I'm starting up my own, uh, uh paranormal show.
3: And and you know what? Cool, whatever. Right, right, right. But here's my
0: thing. It's like, what a coincidence that it's the same time. Like, you know, whatever. But, you know, the sad thing is, and I'm not calling this individual this, but (coughs) there are people out there that are just hungry for fucking ideas. Yeah, there is. And they'll take your shit with no fucking shame.
3: I mean, we've seen the lack of originality. If you look at what's going on at radio, how most records have auto-tune. Right. There's a lack. Let's uh, let's admit it. There's a lack of creativity. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And so it trickles down. And I think a lot of people want to by the time they try to belong to that sound, it's already gone. Yeah. Right. And I think that's why it's important to stay away from trends and shit like that and see, you know, just do what you do. You know, I'm going to
0: ask you somewhat of an off the wall question because you brought it up earlier about we're not going to give the radio, you know, 50K to put it in their 12, you know, song rotation. And that will probably only last about a week. Um, Where do you see the future of radio today since we are here in L.A.? Yeah. We have the two biggest stations when it comes to so-called hip-hop, Parma 106 and KD. Do you believe that those stations will still be around 10 years from now?
3: I believe they'll still be around because there's 10-year-olds everywhere who listen to that. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think the future of radio is this right here, podcast, okay. because you allow us, the artists, to say what the fuck we want to say, raw, uncut, unstepped on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think for us artists, we love this kind of we've this brand of radio better because when you go to the popular radio station. Usually the DJ's full of jokes and he's got to ring the funny bell and the whole, and everybody's laughing. They push the button with the fake crowd, audience, right? all that shit. But you can't get two words in edgewise because he's so busy trying to be funny. And,
0: and the right? majority of those guys, and I'm not pointing fingers at people, but all they do is kiss the artist's ass. The song could be whack as fuck, but they'll say, that song is fire, yo. You got to go download it. And you got to do this, right. kid. And the shit is whack, you know. The motherfuckers mumbling. You
3: know? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's enough. Well, that's because they're corporate puppies, yeah. and, and puppets that they have to say that, you know. Of course. And I think, it's something that no, no, no OG has, has said yet, but I'm gonna say it right now. I think a lot of radio DJs are the problem. Of what's wrong with hip hop? Because I agree. they take the the company money, they float their flabbyless lifestyles, right? yet the music continues to tank in terms of quality and they keep stamping that shit so i look at a lot of radio dj sideways and i'm like yo my man you get no points for that i don't look up to you my nigga. like you're a part of the problem not a part of the solution rhodium radio is a part of the solution you let us say what the fuck is on our mind if i was on the popular radio station today doing this interview I would get three words in edgewise. It would be one about the wine, one about the single, and then I'm out the door. Say, say that part again. <laughs> I said, Rhodium Radio is part of the solution, not part of the problem. If this interview would have been on a popular radio station right now, I would have had a chance to talk about the wine, the song, and then I'm out the door.
0: Yeah.
3: Because the DJ, the on-air personality became the star. He made himself the star, and the music is yeah. secondary. That's why you have no quality there.
0: Yeah, you, you know, I, I'm going to say something on... First of all, I appreciate your words. I truly, truly do. Um, and I like to show love. I really, truly do. And, and I love when love is shown back to me. I'll give an example. I've had people that have come from San Diego and have showed up here early. I have had people that have come from Las Vegas and have showed up early. I've had people that have come from Stockton and have showed up early. I had people that have come from Phoenix, Arizona.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: have showed up early. But the local guys.
3: Yeah.
0: Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it an hour before. Okay. you know, Or they'll cancel the day before. Yeah. Like, I, I have a group, which we, we haven't confirmed yet. Okay. That hit me up not too long ago. They're out of Utah. Yeah. Okay. We, again, we haven't confirmed yet. And I said, yo, my man, I'm, I'm not, you know, in... Utah, I'm out here in L.A. And he said, Rodeo Radio is bigger than just in L.A. He said, we're willing to fly out.
3: That's right. That touches me, man. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, that's Condor. He, he can't. He drove in from San Francisco. San today Francisco, for this. yes. So it is much bigger. I,
0: I had a, a, a female artist came out here from Houston, you know. But it's always the, the local guys here that pretty much say, oh, I mean, I'm not going to be able to make it. Yeah. Or I might be late. Yeah, you know that type of stuff, right? And I, and I, you know, we see right through that. But yeah, whatever.
3: Okay, so now. Well, I canceled on you one time. You did? I think for my birthday this year. Oh, that's right. Well, that's because, but I'll, I'll, I'll allow me to explain. That's because the COVID had just hit. Of course. And nobody knew whether we were going to die next week or or today or drop dead from this shit. Or turn into zombies. Yes. Okay. So, so that's why. Well, you know, yeah, it's all good. Which was at that time fresh and brand new. Not even a month in, we were into the that first two week lockdown, mandatory, and be careful because the fucking shit's gonna eat you alive. Right, that shit. But here we are.
0: No, but you're you're, you haven't been the only one because even when that when that hit, I had like sugar free AMG et cetera that were all booked. Yeah, but every single one of them said, "Let's wait." And I, and I have to respect that. Yeah. So, yeah. but now, other than that, uh, uh, Mellow, anything I haven't asked you before we bring on your boy? Anything, anything I haven't asked you? Anything you, you want to bring up? You see, I want to give you time to say whatever, man.
3: Well, uh, if anything, I just want to plug that wine and where the people could yeah. get it, you know? Okay. And and just get at me right now. If you're, if you're watching us on YouTube, get at me on IG at Mello underscore man underscore ace or get at me on um, on Facebook, Ulpiano Piano Reyes, uh, or The Mellow Man Ace on Facebook. I mean, get at me there because again, I'm not Snoop Dogg and I'm not Jay-Z either. You know, I'm just a, a underground rapper ch- starting something that's that's really delicious. So just get at me there and I'll send you the information on where to get the wine and how to get it delivered or, or you could do the curbside pickup thing as well. We do also Uber Eats, so. So, uh, what about? I know you had a mask too. Yeah, yeah, we got the mask. I mean, but who doesn't? You know, every, it seems like everybody from the nineties. You know, we all well, put that's together. That's we like to sell weed. Who
0: doesn't? Right, know. right,
3: right. Everybody got a weed line. We all got masks, and you know, we're all entrepreneurs. <clears throat> and so, you know, today we're we're working on this wine, and I'm very proud of it. And if you know anything about wines, the reviews are in, and and they're saying that it's very smooth, bold. Elegant with a smooth finish, seductive, a good finish. yeah, sexy, seductive. It yeah. addresses no, a woman. No, 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 no. <laughs> Stop it right there. Anyways, yeah.
0: where did your boy go, man? Go get your boy. Uh,
3: um, yeah,
0: but yeah. Other than that, man. Um, well, I, I definitely want to uh, check it out, and uh, most I want everybody to support them. Pick up a bottle. What does a bottle go for? You,
3: you don't mind saying? It? Uh, not at all, man. Um, Forty-five dollars. $45. It's a, great, it's a great purchase. Get two. Okay. I suggest you get two. I'll autograph one, and you, and you drink the other. You know, okay. that's what I always tell them.
0: 45 bucks, And uh, um, see, you know what I do with nice bottles? Not only do I drink them, but I, I direct decorate them. I wash them, and I put lights in them. And I say, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? That's what's That's what's up. So your boy, Condor, come on up. Hopefully, we can get you in. You got to get a little bit closer to Melo, because this was kind of like, um, Melo, you got to share the mic yeah, just a sure. little bit. So, Condor, introduce yourself for the people that may not know exactly who you are.
4: So, what's up, everybody? I'm Condor from San Francisco, Frisco, the Bay Area, uh-huh. you know, the 415. Okay. Yeah. And is, is that where you were born and raised? I was born and raised in San Francisco all my life. You what? know, that's how we do it in the Bay Area, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, we got lots of flavors. You know, we're mixed culture out there. Uh-huh. You know, we don't segregate. We congratulate. So,
0: <laughs> so. now now, for the people that may not know, how did you meet uh, Melo?
4: Well, you know, to be honest, I mean, because he brought it up, you know, I love my brother, first of all, and I think family is all about love. And I know there was a conflict between Kim and Sendog, so I try to, you know, bring him out about that situation, Yeah. you know, so I talked about him. You know, I try to make it together, you know, link it up, but it is what it is, and that's what it was all about. It's all all about love, Yeah. you know, because that's what all I'm about. I'm, I'm about love. Dope. So, and then at the end, I'm like, you know what? I'm a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, I showed him a track and he felt it. And that's how we linked up.
0: That's dope, man. That's dope.
4: And, and how did you
0: guys hear of each other? Was it through social media?
4: Yeah, it was through Instagram. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, well that's one awesome thing, if you will. Uh, if you don't mind me uh, removing no, go ahead, go ahead. let me put this right here in the middle. Um, one thing that I can appreciate about social media is that, it, you know, Back in the day we probably you guys probably would have never met unless you would have done a show over there. Oh
3: yeah. For you know. Sure, for sure. So
0: um that's a good thing. I heard a track, I like the track. Uh um yeah. you, you know, it's funny because when I heard the track, right away I thought, this is not his son's style of track. Yeah. Now right. I know your boy has been doing your music for a while. Yeah. When you went with him, did he have anything to say about it? No.
3: He actually was the one that tracked my vocals and everything and has been really helpful. In terms of mixing and mastering everything
0: so, yeah so and, and uh so do you stay out here now or no
4: nah, i i stay in i stay in san francisco okay you know but like i said i, I met him on in instagram and i it was an honor to to talk to him uh-huh and i said you know what um i'm a producer i'm singing this track and he approved of it and i was i was honored to be honest cause, right. i mean like i said i i grew up listening to him yeah and it was an honor for him to like my track I've been doing this for 20 years, to be honest. Yeah. You know, he's a legend, so I'm like, okay, cool. So we started working. We <clears throat> yeah. started talking about the more tracks. And no, wait a
3: minute. He first told me I don't like that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be me, honest, yeah, like he was like, I don't yeah, like yeah, that yeah, shit.
4: So I sent him something, and, and you know, he sent me something back, and he was like, I was like, uh oh, nah 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 nah. Like, I don't this ain't mellow. This ain't mellow. this is right. not what I'm what I'm used to hearing. Right. Like, what's up with this, bro? Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And
4: I'm like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make a radio play, I'm trying to make it pop. I'm trying to make it, make, make it what it is. And then he sent it back, and we came up with Summertime. Oh. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. And and how did you like the outcome of the video? Oh, man, it was great. It yeah. It was great. Like I said, I mean, he did his thing. Yeah. And I was like, man, thank you. It's and, and an honor. I, it's an honor to work with you.
0: Now, the song that you guys have coming out that you said yeah. you didn't want to elaborate too much. Yeah. Uh, what was it called again? It's called One Dollar. One Dollar. Um, did you produce that as well?
4: Yes, I, I, actually, we're gonna produce uh, 12, 13 songs. Okay, yeah. Because we came up with the idea. You know what? Well, let's just let's work together. Yeah. And you know, I got the tracks. He got the vocals. Let's let's make it. It, it came out with a great song, Summertime. Yeah. So let's keep 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 it working.
3: Yeah. Let's
1: keep so it. yeah, I mean,
3: we we have commitments from Don Robinson of Van Vogue, Chub Rock, uh, Rodney O, Domino. JJ Fad, like I said, Money B of Digital Underground is on $1, MC Magic, Kid Frost, all these people, you know, I just tapped into my friends, you know? That's it. I tapped into all of them and and people that I really get along with and vibe with, and they were like, "Mellow for you, let's go. Let's get it. You know?
0: Yeah, that's good, man.
3: Uh, uh, for the people, let's just say the people that are out there that
0: have drum machines, whether it be SP-12, MPC, uh, logic, uh, whatever. What do you use to create this beat? If you don't mind sharing, you know, your No, of course not.
4: This is what people don't know. There's a, uh, there's a, there's a doll that people don't know. It's one of the best ones. I use reason. Okay. Reason. I learned that from my homeboy. I'm like, oh, this, this, this is easy to work with. Yeah. Good sounds. So I stuck with reasons. Okay. Because me, I like I like going left. I don't go straight or right. I like going left. Okay. I like doing what people don't tell me to do. I go the other way. Okay. I make it. I do it my way. And I'll tell okay.
3: you what those that those bass, you know, patterns that you come up with are slamming. That's dope. They wake the trunk up. You know what I mean. That's dope. Anybody else that uh, maybe you might have worked with before
0: or are working with maybe after metal that people may know or heard of or uh, um, or. Did you just pretty much just produce independently? Were you just kind of soul tracks
4: or any artists that people might have known that you worked with before? No, no. I, I was just doing it out of the love of the music. Okay. That's what I do. I love music. Yeah. So I just started. I, actually, I started with an X Pro. Okay. The Red Machine what they call it. Mm-hmm. I just started producing by myself cause, for the love of music, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I, I got to get serious with this. So I started. I bought a, um, a Mac Pro. Yeah. And I, I bought the Reasons. And I started working with that, and eventually, I just contacted Mello, and he yeah. liked the track, and that's how we started. Uh, when you contacted him, who were you introduced to, or did you just, just straight out No, team? I just straight out, like I said, I, I did it for the love of my brother, and I knew there was conflict between him and Sendog, So I try to, I, tried, I was like, you know what, let me try to help you guys together. Mm-hmm. And I was going back and forth with DM. And then eventually, I'm like, you know what, hey, I, I'm a producer, and I got this track for you. I'm a, I sent it to him. And he liked it, and that's how he linked. Dope, dope, man, yeah. dope. It was a uh, totally
3: different record. I forgot what I wrote to it, but it was a totally different record. He hated it, yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I respected that. I was like, "That's good. That keeps me on my toes." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That'll work. That'll work. Okay. So uh, this year you guys to be dropping a song soon with uh, Money B. Yeah, from Digital Underground. Right. Uh, and you're you're. Um, Filming it September uh...
3: September fifth will be the shoot date for that. I'm excited about this one because it tone, it has a real possibility to do amazing things. You know, and I don't, I'm not just saying that. Yeah, <clears throat> you know what I mean because it's me or whatever the fu- I think it's the, the lyric, the concept, and the time. Yeah, and when you put those things together, I've been a part of those before. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm thinking major licensing deals and TV, okay. film, all that kind of stuff.
0: That's dope. That's dope. So uh, uh, that will be coming out this year now. Can we expect an album together, an EP, or just continually drop singles?
3: Well, like we've had this conversation before, and I think we're, we're going to continue dropping singles and videos until eventually we have the culmination of an album. And by then you'll have, and I shouldn't even say this, Yeah, you'll have a video album.
0: Though, though, uh, visuals are very, very important. Very important. Yeah. And, and because sometimes, like we've talked about it in, on the show in the past, a lot of times we can hear a song and just say it's cool, but once we see the video, it's totally different.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's important for us to to make the concepts fit the visual. The visuals is vital. You know, I, I've seen so many videos, like, lately, that guys just standing in front of a liquor store, Talking about a female, you know, and there's not even a girl in the video. And I think that part of the game has not to be funny, but I just think that a lot of that is struggling. You know what I mean? Or you will have the guys, you know, throwing the money in the air and the songs about, you know, a struggle. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't match. So we're trying to just do what we do. I bring what I do for 37, uh, 32 years in the game, introducing it to him, trying to help him understand the business side of this at the same time, you know, and help him understand, like, this is a business. Like, this is not a, a game, you know? Right. This is not a, a play thing. This is something that you have to take serious to become a business. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to be able to feed your family with this, right? If you take it serious, this is not a hobby. It can't be a hobby. It can't be a put it down, pick it up today, put it down tomorrow thing. This has to be a commitment. And then teaching them about, you know, radio lessons, you know, how radio stations play and how a street team is important to the success of any project and how you got to have marketing and promotions and all these things all add up. How your social media got to play hand in hand with the billboard on the street. And teaching them these things. And, and you know, for me, somebody who has children, I love to teach already. You know? And he's been a, a, a sponge. He's been a sponge for for, for most of it. <laughs> that's,
0: that's dope. That's yeah. dope. How long have you guys' relationship been going as far as working together?
4: What, about, about six months? Has it been that long? Yeah. That's dope. Six six months, that's dope.
0: What's one thing that you could take away working with Mel? I worked with Mel for almost about three years from like... 96 to like the almost a beginning of 99 and we we pretty much finished an entire album uh but what is one thing that you take away from the within these six months about Melo Man is, let me give you mine first in the studio he was uh if you will a beast when it came to writing okay and I even said the way he sets up uh correct me if I'm wrong Melo you will have the whole empty page And then you would put like an A and a B and a C and all throughout the page. And then I said, what's that? Oh, I got to rhyme this with this and rhyme with that. And I said, you can sell that. Like you could teach kids how to write. It was his writing style. And uh, he sounded very good over the mic. Very, very good over the mic. It almost didn't even matter what type of fucking microphone you had. And he was very, very versatile. He was like a chameleon. He could blend into any type of beat. Any type of beat you give him. Even if he didn't like it, he can rap to it. He may say, I don't like it. But we may say, She's fucking hard okay so that's what i take mm-hmm. away and that's what i always like to brag because thank you brother i appreciate that look and you're welcome even if let's say i'm talking to a guy that maybe i don't even care about him anymore but i would never deny a person's talent i would never deny that because that's that's god given he's been blessed with that so i gotta appreciate that so now what is one thing if anything that you've taken away from your experience working with mellow
4: well it's a headache to be honest because look not not a bad part but He's teaching me everything about the real industry. Mm -hmm. Do this, do that, do this, do that. I'm like, man, I didn't know about this. I know. Like, you know, he's so professional. I'm like, man, I was just trying to shoot a video on a song. He's like, hey, that's not how it it works, brother. Yeah. So, I mean, I I appreciate what he did for me. (laughs) I appreciate what's going on. And that's why I'm still working with him. That's dope, He's the only guy that really recognized my talent. That's dope. That's why I'm going to write to him till, till, till we do this. So the and, wheels ball and, and, up. Yep. And, and beyond that, you know? That guy's That's back. He's, he's my new brother. That's, That's dope. dope man. That's a
0: good thing. All right. Uh, we've come to the end um to the end of our time. Any shout outs you want to give, Mellow? Any shout outs yes. you would like to give? Yes. Take our time, bro.
3: Yeah. Um, shout outs uh to my man Little Stocks, who visited me in the hospital when I when I was being hospitalized for heart surgery. Uh shout out to my man Biggie. Biggie and my man, Victor, Contraband Vic. Shout out to my man, um, to my man. Um, oh, of course, Jaime valencia knock him out there in Paramount watching us. Uh, we had breakfast this morning. I told him I shout him out. And shout out to my girl, Abby Losis, who sang the hook on um, Ten La Fe. Mm -hmm. That was in the uh, movie Crazy Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're still friends to this day. And she helped us to write the MC Magic uh, lyrics for Mm -hmm. Summertime. And I know she's tuned in right now. So shout out to her. And this might sound cliche, but shout out to you, man. And everything that you turned Rhodium Radio into. And the lane that you've given to not just all the legends and the young cats that you're putting on, man. But to keep it. Not just Rasa, but just brown and black. And you give an equal playing field platform. You've created an equal playing field platform for people of our color, people of color. So I salute you for that tremendously. Thank you, brother. I'm
0: humbled, brother. Thank you.
3: I really appreciate
0: it. You know, we've been on each other for for years. And so every time you come around, it's truly a pleasure, especially uh, we could talk about hip hop for days. Yeah. For days. Oh, yeah. That's our life. Yeah. You know it's a major part of our lives brother
4: at this time any shout outs yeah it, shout out to my kids my family my friends my foes because without y'all i wouldn't be here you know i want to show everybody what i could do yeah. you know thanks to you thanks to my new brother mellow you know everybody yes. out here listening you know we're trying to like uh havoc said we're trying to make good music out here man yeah you know keep it keep it simple but but energetic at the same time you okay. know and um you know, just keep watching and listening because we're coming out with new stuff, man. You you guys don't know what's coming up next. Okay. For sure. Uh, we'll take
0: a picture together. Uh, me and Melo will post it. We'll tag you so that people can find you and follow you, you know. So look for the tag, everybody. Um, other than that, um, Melo, thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. Much love, much success on your new wine and on the new ones that will be coming. Absolutely. Thank you, bro. Uh, you better invite me to the video shoot. I oh yeah, be there yeah. September, September. It's yeah, going down. I definitely want to be there,
3: and I need you to pull up at the uh, launch party. Okay, September twelfth for sure. Okay,
0: most definitely. Then uh, uh, I want to, I want to wish you, if you will, much love, much respect, much success in this game, bro. And and, and hey. listen to him when he tells you the truth about this, this whole rap game because sometimes it can be very very dark, bro. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. one, one thing about me here's what I say, I like to shine light on people. Because there's enough light and there's enough money for everyone, bro. Facts. But when we don't want to help others, I believe in whatever you sow, you shall reap. You will get nothing if you help nobody. I've been blessed to be a blessing. So that's Mm. why I welcome people to come on here and, you know, shine. Let people, if they're into you, they'll support you, you know. So, and so far, Melo's made a living off of this because people have supported him. Facts. So. All good, man. Uh, other than that, uh, let me go ahead and, uh, first of all, thank John motherfucking Elkins because Thanks. without him, uh, um, this Big wouldn't elk. take place. He is like, uh, I always would say the Steve Jobs or the Bill Gates or the City of Torrance. He runs every, everything. Uh, he makes all of this happen. I'm Emmett Smith. He's my front line, homie. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. at the same time, I want to give a special shout out because I did say Rick's Customs. Rick's Customs and this is the hat rack that he made and uh he said you could fit like 20 hats on here is what he said and he actually gave me a couple of uh cowboy stickers uh because he's a cowboys fan but this is a classic hat rack
3: yeah I'm, I'm gonna need one of those because i got at least 70 hats
0: yeah i got about 30 so i'm gonna try to fit whatever i can
3: i'm gonna need that but plug. uh
0: rick's customs so thank you very much this man drove all the way from Oxnard, and blessed us he gave john one you give DG one, gave me one, and it has lights. You can yeah, control. it's all
3: the batteries attached to the yeah, side.
0: That shit is dope. So Rick's custom, much love, much respect. Uh John and the fucking Elk is in the building. My boy DG couldn't make it today. Uh, my brother Spice Muggers. Oh yeah, shit.
3: shout out to my boy Criminal who came with me. Yes, criminal. Absolutely, man. Hey, come over here, man. Show your mug real Get you some little shine real time uh shine time oh, real quick. Get on that side so they can see you better. Yeah. Right there. The the legend, the myth. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Criminal in the house
0: yes and um uh what, what, what is your ig so that people can hear it's criminal
3: 1503
0: criminal, criminal 1503. K 1503 criminal 1503 spelled with a k uh and my my son uh bscallens for helping me uh promote this as well and if i forgot anybody then my apologies but once again thank you guys yeah sunday no friday don't forget freaky tales we're not going to be on rhodian radio on friday we're gonna be on Freaky Tales podcast, so make sure you subscribe. Okay, hit the notification bell button for future content. Content or when we go live, Freaky Tales Friday. Get your popcorn ready, have the chocolates ready, have your lady sitting on you know on your lap, because we're gonna go deep. <laughs> we're gonna see how we're gonna see how deep the rabbit hole oh, goes. Boy. Okay, deeper than Atlantis. <laughs> and then Sunday we're, we're back here on Rodium Radio. Okay, and I have a lowrider legend. I'm not gonna tell you who it is. Whoa. But I'll put the flyer on my IG and my Facebook and my YouTube story tomorrow. The Lowrider legend himself will be here. And he has been highly requested for a long time. And so he will he will be here on Sunday. You don't want to miss it. Bring it till Friday, Rolling Radio Sunday. And we're out of here. Go to DocuMixery, get a shirt, get the mixtapes. Uh, um, soon you'll be able to have the Blu-ray DocuMixery, uh in your hands. So once again, thank you, Melo yeah thank you condor thank you criminal uh, uh you. and god bless you guys we'll see you guys later